And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Did you know at Kroger, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store? Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards, with no hidden fees or markups on your same family favorites, like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce. The only difference is you don't have to put on shoes. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Success Story, the most useful podcast in the world. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. The HubSpot Podcast Network has other great podcasts like Marketing Made Simple, hosted by Dr. J.J. Peterson. Marketing Made Simple brings you practical tips to make your marketing easy and more importantly, make it work. Now, if any of these topics sound interesting to you, you're going to love his show, how to write and deliver captivating speeches, how to market yourself into a new job, how design can help and potentially hurt your revenue, and how to create a social media ad strategy that works. If these topics hit home and they're things that you want to learn about, go listen to Marketing Made Simple wherever you get your podcasts. Today, you're going to hear an episode of my new podcast, Liquidity and Liquor. I co-host Liquidity and Liquor with Yosef Martin, a serial entrepreneur who sold his last company, BoxyCharm, for over $500 million. On Liquidity and Liquor, we have conversations about business, money, and life with some of the most interesting people in the world. You can download and subscribe to Liquidity and Liquor on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I was thinking at first to uh, like put a couple words about you guys, but I think it's better if you guys tell everybody who you are, because if people don't know who you are, I mean, that's a problem. I, I got baseball card it's stats just, here. You have the research? Yeah. I have baseball card you stats. You created research yeah. for this? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm dying yeah. to read it. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't want you to read it. <laughs> <laughs> we dug in your trash can so long before you got here, you have no idea oh. what you have on I just want to read off these numbers, because they're impressive. Okay, And they're ahead. probably outdated, and you'll and probably correct me. let's see if they're wrong me. or right. So you reach 3.2% of the world's population. That's on the website. I know it is. That's correct. That's incredible. Yeah. Over 20 billion video impressions. Correct. S- wow. 60 million followers. Correct. And 100% organic. That is literally, you took the sentence on our homepage. What do you want? What do you think research is? <laughs> That's <laughs> not research. That's plagiarism. We didn't, we, didn't get, we, didn't get to your, we didn't get to what we found in your garbage can yet. We're going to get oh, to listen, it. Listen, I'm just trying to make you look good. That's why I take it off the website. If I did other research, then I wouldn't have made you look as good. But that's impressive. That's 3.2% of the world's population is mind-boggling as a content creator. Yeah, and especially that includes China. If you remove China, it's probably 5%. How do, you know, how do you know what you have in China? They don't... We have, we have nothing. Well, no, we have 400K in China, but we don't really count it. Yeah. Because it's... it's, it's for they us, it's like really a black, it, it's a yeah. black hole. Interesting. Yeah. 
Why is that? Just because you can't, you can't track? Language barrier, different platforms. It's a different internet. It's mm-hmm. a completely different internet. That's so. When you say you have three point two percent, and I, I was watching, I was watching um, Ice Coffee Hour. Oh, you were. Yeah, of course, of course. That's one of my. That's actually when I was trying to like model this talk show style, this business. Like yeah. that was one of my go tos for sure because I love wow. all of Graham Stephan's content. And I was, I was interested in the conversation that you were having about um, where your reach is and where your actual audience is because we're so North American centric in our minds that it is like a handicap for a content creator, for sure. Super. When, when I put out content, like when we put out the show, we're English, that's it. Like just, just English. So walk me through like sort of like the gamut of different audiences that you put out content to. And even yeah. I think on his show, I think uh, his co- co-host is Jack, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yeah. He didn't even know who you were. Like he like, he, <laughs> he like, he's like, I just started watching you or the guy, or the production the guy. The production guy, yeah. That's right, that's right. And that's that's mind blowing. So that just shows like how with all with three point two percent of the world's population, you still haven't really effectively gotten a ton of traction in in the U.S. It's well, like mostly other places comparatively. Yeah. Well, we we have one percent of the country following us, which is still insane. We have like three million or so. So mm-hmm. if you take it out of everybody, that's one percent. Is it combined both of you? No, she has different as well. Different. She has another three. I'd million. say uh, yeah. And of my three million, I think one million are U.S. It's a third U.S. Yeah, a third U.S. So that's yeah. a lot. It's a ton. Yeah. It's just the thing is, when you look at the world as one, the United States is 4% of the world. Mm-hmm. So if you truly care about the world, then your your audience should be only 4% American. Mm-hmm. And our audience is, let's say, five, 6%. So we're already indexing over, yeah. uh, over average. But, you know, there's just... But I, I think the reason it's because it's in English, right? So you assume that your content is well, in English. Content creators have... are ignorant. I think I'm like yeah. 99%. Well, US to be fair, you're 99% US? No, I'm like 90% US, like 10% Canada. Holy cow. Well, yeah. but, but that's, that's the thing. Like, you have to understand your content goes around. You've been in more countries than there are countries in the world. You've been to more countries, <laughs> right, pretty much. So everyone that would see your content in English that speaks, I mean, if you go to Bulgaria and you're going to talk about Bulgaria, Bulgarians are going to see it because that's it's going to trend over there. Yeah. So you're going to have it very dispersed around the world. And I think what's, what's interesting for me is that when I look at all your videos, I ask, I ask myself, how are you not afraid going into North Korea for yeah, content? This is, this is, I would, I would not have the guts. And I think you went with your Israeli passport yes. to North Korea. <laughs> yes. How do you do something like And how is your parents allowing you to even do that? <laughs> so here's a fun fact that nobody knows. I went to North Korea before Nas Daily. So I didn't go there famous. during as a famous. I went there as mm. just a, a normal citizen, an Israeli passport, guided tour, see the country and get the hell out. And then I got the footage. And then literally five years later, I said, let me talk about my time in North Korea. Oh my and God. then that just went viral. But you know, I wouldn't go back there again. Wow. So that's dead. Yeah. No more. But you should go back. No, I want to go. You would love it. I mean, I've wanted to go for many years. It's just hard. They're not concerned. They're not concerned that somebody could Google you and see your. Well, I wanted to go before I had Darlene, so I've always wanted to go to you know Iran and North Korea. That's actually how we started dating. Our first one of our first messages was about how I'd seen he went to North Korea, and I was like, oh, I really want to go. I mean, I wouldn't and be when worried. When a girl sh- message you saying, take me to North Korea, <laughs> you know she's the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, now I still wouldn't be worried. I feel like people do terrible research. I mean, I went to Lebanon and I'm literally half Israeli and my dad's name is Amihai Tamir. And as you what enter, passports do you hold? 
I only hold U.S., but you're still not allowed. You can't have ever visited Israel, and I've visited Israel over 30 times. And I wow. speak Hebrew, and my last name is Tamir. And they ask you on every paperwork to enter Lebanon before you enter at the border, what is your father's name? What is your father's name? Amihai means my nation lives. Israel lives. Yeah. And, they, and I just put that his name is Amy. Amy. How do you? And I Women went. Women are brave. They I are. would never do that. Well, I, they figured it out, but I after am. I left. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole controversy about her. Like, like the whole country was like angry. It's like, how did we allow an Israeli person in our country? They thought I was a spy, but I just wanted to go to a party. Oh my God. Yeah. How was the party? It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the larger vision, yeah. I think, this is what I hope people see out of this podcast is, you know, for God's sake, the world is bigger than Wisconsin. It's bigger yeah. than baseball. It's bigger than NFL. I mean, it's nice. It's amazing. Yeah, everybody here has a lot of money, but Thailand is insane. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah and I think, I think being cultured, uh, is, it really comes down a lot to what you actually watch in content. If um, and we we spoke about this a couple of times on uh, on our show where where you you kind of like learn that it, you learn to your own box when you watch social media and we're talking about this if you're Republicans or Democrats that's the content you're going to be provided and then you think the whole world is just like you until you see the other side because that's what but then when you watch your shows and I keep saying we need more Nas we need more Eileen in the world because. You get to see nothing but positive about all those other countries, those forgotten countries, because you you wouldn't hear about them otherwise. You would think that Honduras is extremely dangerous. But then I watched one of your one of your uh, segments, and you're saying, "No, it's not. It used to be, but not anymore." And look at this now, and look, okay, let's open up. Let's no information, go. right? Yeah. yeah, no information. And who else is going to do it? I mean, the the Honduran government is not going to go and reach every person like you. So this no. is a great platform that brings a lot of good to the world and connect people better than what Facebook was meaning to do. I think people, <laughs> Facebook was meaning to connect, but in, in retrospect, I think not trying to, they, they divide by part people with their platform, unfortunately. So unintended consequences. Unintended consequences. Question. Yes. When you started as a content creator, either of you, um, you chose probably one, in my opinion, one of the most difficult things to capture in terms of your content. I mean, you literally have to go around the world. So what's day one as a content creator for you and how did it evolve into eventually having to jet set across the globe to film content? Yeah, so, so he was just telling me about his first ever box. The first ever BoxyCharm box was, you know, crazy expensive and crazy unpractical, right? And similarly, the first video you make is just stupid. You know, the first 270 videos we made were just stupid. You know, they By were the way, about did nothing. you guys know each other from the beginning? Or? Uh, after 58 days. Oh, wow. Day 58, we met. Okay. It's very, we, so we know exactly how you many days. You timestamp everything? Everything's timestamped. I love that. <laughs> Even my t-shirt, right? I started at 32%, now I'm 40%. Explain your t-shirt. I've listened to this story a few <laughs> times, but <laughs> I, I can't just assume the audience knows everything that I know since I've done my yeah. research reading your website. So, so <laughs> very simple. There's only two people that know when you're going to die. God and Google. God, you cannot talk to. Google uh, says you're going to live at 76 on average because you are male and you live in America. Great. I'm 30 years. 30 out of 76 is 40%. So on average, I'm 40% done with life. And on average, you're 50% done with life and you're what? 70, 75? Oh, wow. <laughs> I just read, I'm like joking, that's incredible shade, but you know what, he's the guest, I'll let it go. (laughs) And your house was 250. (laughs) Yeah, 250. (laughs) 
<laughs> How old are you? I'll be 45 at the end of October. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. It's just the white hair, but yeah, the skin yeah. looks 30. Yeah, I mean, I was in the beauty industry. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember, I remember where you did a video, Aline, uh, the pink tax. And it's, uh, it's little things that you don't notice until you notice, right? And it's just more brand power. Where in the natural, what, what you said is, look, you look at the razor, if it's made for women, it's the same exact razor. It does exactly the same thing. One is pink, one is blue. The blue is for men, the pink is for us. But that's 14% more expensive, right? Is it still a thing now? Is it, did you notice that it made any difference after you post it? I think people know about it more now. So I think it's still a thing because it's something that marketing companies are not going to want to lose that edge. So I actually, I haven't studied the stats lately, but if I were to guess, I would actually guess it would be even worse now. Like it would be even more extreme, but at least more people know about it. Like that video got like, I don't know, 50 million views or something crazy um, that I know of and I haven't checked lately. Usually the only reason it would change is if you pick up on a particular company, you go to Procter yeah. & yeah. and it's all dedicated to Procter & Gamble product mm -hmm. and then P&G gets the pressure. Otherwise it goes up into the air, That's everybody, nobody answers. So it yeah. has to be direct on one brand. They're going to say, we're going to change, we're going to do that. And then, and then the other companies are to follow because it creates a chain effect. Exactly. That's my Maybe that's the next so. video? Is putting pressure on specific companies. I'm retiring. Someone else needs to do it. But <laughs> most of the stuff, it's most of the content that you create. It's not. It's not negative. It's mostly just awareness, right? Yeah. Only like one out of like twenty videos is negative. Maybe one out of fifteen. One out of twenty. What's a negative video, for example? Like a negative video is like when somebody attacks us. Mm. You know, it's just it's, a lot of the time it's like self-defense, really. You know. No. So like, if somebody comes out and says, "Nasdaily, you are an Israeli spy." I'm like, get the fuck out of here, bro. We're like, I'm not. And Has somebody would, come out and said that? No, they didn't. It happened multiple times. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, wow. His okay. dad thought I was an Israeli spy when we started dating. No, he didn't. You literally told me that. <laughs> it was a joke. How much you have, they said a lot of things about me. Are you an Israeli spy? I mean, honestly, if I was the Israeli government, I would we'll totally to find. Time will tell. Yeah, Time will tell. I would find an attractive woman. <laughs> I would make her fall in love with 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 an, with this guy, and then it's. How like do you think we've been dating for six years? <laughs> <laughs> you're not How doing a good so job of staying under the radar. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I saw I saw actually a video where where you're going to this. Uh, this conference about uh, what is it, climate change and this, this guy came, Davos, yeah. and then someone came, what is your uh, mission? Uh, a lot, okay? We're a company. That's what we do. That was so good. <laughs> a lot. That's an example. Like somebody yes. came to the street to me to like call me a hypocrite because I fly to go to a climate change conference. And I thought, wow, this is a great opportunity to make a video that's not necessarily positive, but it's like a good education. There's... I love bad publicity. Bad publicity is amazing. And you guys need to have some of it. Honestly, We're doing our best. We're your punching record. people off the street for no reason. <laughs> We're doing our best, but it's still not. Yeah, yeah your keep, record keep, is too clean. Yeah, too clean. It is, 100%. See, even we, we brought in liquor, so we'd all be rambunctious and we don't do anything you wrong. Do anything we're, just, we're just better friends. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. Like, no, you but need, you know what he did when, when, that, when that guy was, was going after him? At first, he thought he's a nice guy, so he was nice to him. But then he said, even though the guy was trying to cause him a problem, he didn't want to go and mention his name because he didn't want to use his platform to go and cancel a person, which that's something that I, I've noticed. Like you're not, yeah. you're not going to go and ruin someone's life, even if he's in the wrong, because you don't want to use that power that you built. Yeah, and yeah. most people don't do it. I mean, I've listened to Dan Bilzerian saying, oh, the Internet is bad. But one time this guy didn't deliver the pizza on time and. 
and you know what? We blocked his account. We yeah. <laughs> Here's his home address. That's a power so, trip. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not right. Yes. I'm so glad you noticed. Yeah. You can judge a content if it's good or bad based on the comments under it. If the comments are, yeah, I agree with you, fuck that guy, yeah. then you have problems with the yeah. content. But if the comment section says, yeah, fuck you, Nas Daily, then that's okay. You know why you know why people play into that though? Because that's how that's how you build that that's how you build this toxic community. But that actually that type of content usually gets more organic reach than Correct. happy content, educational Correct. content even. This controversial stuff. I mean, look, look at the uh look at like the Alex Joneses of the world, right? Like he has tons of followers and his stuff is crazy as shit. Even when a even when a creator that is more mainstream brings on controversial guests like a Joe Rogan, you see those ratings go through the roof. Yeah. Even when I think um, if you look at like the other mainstream creators, like even uh, like London Real, like London Real was a great interview show and he brought on a conspiracy theorist and then uh, his rating, something, Ike, David Icke, David he, Icke. his ratings went through the roof and that yeah. show like got like 10x every other show. So it's tough as a content creator to create this truly engaging, meaningful, non-controversial, generally helping out the world be so a better right. place because it doesn't get that reach. And you did that for 270? Uh, well, 270 times. Before where, you actually before hit. Before it blew up. Before it blew up, yeah. When you blew up, how many did you get on that one video so that changed So on day 270, I had 100,000 followers. On day 271, I had 300,000 followers. Oh. So 3x in one day from one video. Wow. That's the beauty of the internet is that it's not a linear line. It's this. That bam. What was the video? Some stupid like tourism video. How cheap is Thailand? Oh. Come visit Thailand. It's an amazing place. This is how cheap it is. That's it. And then every American was like, oh, let's go to Thailand, girl. You know, like. <laughs> you know, I, I, feel like, I feel like what you created uh, in, in terms of traveling is that a lot of people are doing that. Now, I see so many short uh, form content on uh, if you go to Italy to this place, don't forget to visit this restaurant. They have amazing, and that's that's what those people do all day long. We actually brought in a guy that he doesn't do it. His name is um, uh, Alboro, and he travels with his with his girlfriend. And all they do is take phenomenal pictures of the hotel, so they get to be in for free. And that's uh, it became really more of a thing. So I think so. The question I got behind this is: Do you feel it's a supply and demand challenge that you guys might be facing because? People look at, at your format and they say, oh, you know what? Let's do the same. Let's mimic in one way or another with some derivatives into it. And now there's just tons of the same. And people who didn't know yeah. you in the beginning, it's just like, oh, you know what? Let's go and look at this one. It's, do you feel the same? Supply no, no. I mean, what Nasir or I do are completely different. There's very little look at this hotel, look at this location what we both do and our category does is provide a unique angle or perspective, mm -hmm. right? So the pink tax is not look at this pretty location, mm -hmm. right? The videos he does now are human stories. It's an angle, right? I can take... But you don't feel like there's some other people that do the same on the human angle? No, it's so... No, no, no. It's so hard to find the right angle on a video. Mm -hmm. We literally try to teach people. We both have courses yeah. and academies. We want them to, to do it. We thing. want com competitors. They're not really competitors. So how do you get people to go and watch your show? What do you, what do you guys do? Like you, you, I, know, I noticed that you guys What's invested about a million bucks in, a, in an academy, in a project, right? Yeah, that's, that, that's separate. Like we say, how do we get views? 
Okay. How do you get views? Yeah. Okay. What's, okay. So what's the what's the thesis for the content that hits? The it's it's very. You have the I would say relatability. So it needs to be relatable. Provide a new angle. Mm. Right. Say something that hasn't been said before. I would say those are the main two things that make our content do well. Related. Something angle. New. How do you get to be relatable? I mean, you have many techniques. So for example, if you're he did a video about coffee. We were in Albania. We did a video about the country with the most coffee shops per capita. Albania? And instead of, yeah, Albania, wow. you my didn't favorite know that. country. Yeah, I didn't know that. See, first of all, finding a unique piece of information. Most people would never bother Googling this information. No one's going to tell you that on the street. You need to do your research. Most people will never research. They'll just look at what's in front of them yeah. and make a video about what they can literally yeah. see. This in front is a of nice them. mountain. Come to visit Albania. Look, Albania has this place. Look, yeah. the, it has the home of Mother Teresa. They're not going to research like we will research. That's number one. Number two is, for example, the video title is The Country with No Starbucks. Mm -hmm. So, Starbucks is the mm. relatable link. An American doesn't know where Albania is, doesn't care. They don't care. But if you say The Country with No Starbucks, they care about Starbucks. Why don't so they have something Starbucks? in the public domain? The yeah. name, like it's a big brand, big brand sells, it's trending yeah. brand. You said, okay, now let's that's gonna be our hook. Yes. And then you said, now why? And then you said, okay, it's because there is no yeah. need, there's more, too much coffee. But, but there's also like, yeah. it's, it's the title should be a bizarre claim, something bizarre. Mm -hmm. Like, why is this mosque named after Jesus? Oh. Oh, there's a mosque named after Does Jesus have a mosque? You wanna click? Why yeah. I live next to a hospital? Oh, why do you live next to a hospital? But what don't do you, you think that it's 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 to a point teachable, to a point it's not as teachable as kind of like some people were wired different that can come up with with something different than others were not everyone were made the same, right? I mean, we play basketball but we can't make it to the NBA, right? So it's it's, yes. it's just there's an element of that. Right? That's why there's a term called artist or creativity, right? Mm -hmm. It's like can you create something from nothing that's unique? And most people can get to 30%, 70% quality, but the people who get to 100% of your quality or 150%, you know, you got to hire them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the one you hire. Yeah. yeah that's, exactly. You got to work with them. Yeah. So, so you have, and you do have a moat around your type of content because, I mean, like, it's not easy for somebody who's in a job to just go all over the world and film. So when you, like, Correct. say in your academy, so what would you teach an early content creator so that they can at least start? So... I believe we are heading towards the and economy, which means, you know, now in the past, you could only be a doctor or a lawyer. It was the or economy. In the future, you can be a doctor and a creator, a lawyer and a creator, a real estate agent and a creator. Mm -hmm. So this and economy is like, yeah, we teach you how to do the end. So you can still keep your job on the side on the weekend, create content to, to fulfill your heart. And then in during mm. the weekday, just you know, make money using your job, right? That's the future we're heading towards. We don't want anybody to, everybody to quit their jobs and go and travel the world and stay at five-star hotels. Not everybody wants to be in front of the camera. Some people just enjoy working behind the camera and that's okay too. But you're still saying, so at least start to create content outside your nine to five, but then content can be anything. Content yes. can be blogging, content can be podcasting, content can be filming video, right? Like, yeah. yeah, there's so many different formats. And I would say the number one thing for people who want to be an actual creator themselves in front of camera 
is to find something that only you can talk about because a common mistake we see is that somebody tries to make a video that writes a script that you could read, you could read, you could read. That's not a good idea. So you are a male, you know, Israeli, whatever you are, who sold a company. (laughs) Whatever you are. Whatever the hell you are. (laughs) I don't know your full background, maybe. (laughs) But only you can talk about liquidity. I can't talk about liquidity. I mean, I can a little bit. I sold a small company. But you can talk about liquor. I could talk about, barely, I was Mormon. Okay, more. I could say, okay, I was Mormon and I can talk about liquor as someone who never drank alcohol before yeah. age 27. That's yeah. unique to me. You can't do that, you can't do that, you can't mm-hmm. do that. So you need to talk about, you know, you only you are Canadian. Mm-hmm. Only you have the experience of being a white man. Okay. Wow. In Canada, shoveling snow. In Canada, yeah. shoveling snow. I never had snow in LA. I had snow in Miami. I don't think I ever want to uh, put that PTSD that I have on anyone else in the world. They don't have to deal with the snow. But you know what I mean. I get what you're so, saying. Exactly. Yeah, you have yeah. to have a reason yeah. to speak. And, and come to you. from your, your past, your experience, your learned experiences, your authentic self. Everything yeah. that people say, all the buzzwords. But like, but they're true. They're true. They're very true. <laughs> um, so maybe like what's, what's your, like how did you get into content creation? And actually, but let's do origin stories. Because I knew you quit a job at, at Venmo. Correct. Right. Yeah. And then what's your content or both of your content origin stories? Uh, you want to go first? Sure. Ladies first, yeah. Ladies, thank you so much. Because you're actually, you, you are now full-time, so you essentially yeah. took the leap at one point. So technically, I was in content before in Asire, but in a very different way. So I grew up in LA. I went to film school in high school. I love video. Then I went to BYU because I was raised Mormon. So Brigham Young University, a religious university. And at BYU, I ended up getting married to another Mormon. <laughs> thank you. And I was married and my ex-husband and I created a company together that essentially did content for other companies. So like for Pizza Hut or for Sony. Mm. And we were not on camera. We were doing ideating, marketing, and it was all organic. The license plate of our car was literally YouTube. That was our license plate. <laughs> okay. So this that's was, hardcore. That's yeah, it was very hardcore. Yeah. Literally YouTube driving. I, I don't know how that's legal, but we got it somehow. Um, so we had that company, we built it together. And then when we got divorced after three years, we sold the company to our partners. And that was kind of my introduction to content online. Then I met Nasire about less than a year later after my divorce, I was interested in becoming a full-time creator. And I was on that journey. He was on that journey as well, getting started. We were both kind of, I would say in a similar place, beginner creators, Um, and then we started traveling together. I had my background in corporate, you know, making viral videos for big companies. He had his background and he started making videos. I was doing more Instagram and blogging. I was helping him with his daily videos. He was growing. I was trying to control his content. And I was like, make a video about feminism, make a video about vegetarianism, make a video about women traveling. And then one day he was like, just make your own videos. <laughs> Stop trying to control my videos. Thank God she did. <laughs> so that's how I started Dear Lean, was more out of necessity. I can imagine you trying to go and do a lipstick video now. Like, <laughs> this is the best lipstick in <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, and this is, goes back to what we were saying, is there are some things I cannot speak on. Yeah. I cannot speak on women's periods, right? But she can. She, I cannot speak on animal rights, because I, I, back then I wasn't vegetarian and I didn't care. She can. So that's why I believe everybody should speak up on their own voice. As to my, my background is, look, I grew up in your country. Mm-hmm. And in Israel, you know, we have many, many problems. I grew up as a middle child. I don't fucking matter, right? I'm just an Arab. 
in a village oh with Mid- not middle much. Middle child is not important. What? A middle child is not important. Yeah, middle child is the least important. <laughs> it's like statistically. Is that true? Yeah, statistically. Oh, really? you know, yeah, middle children are not. It's so funny. <laughs> but you don't have a middle child. I'm you a single two. child. Um, I have two, two you have kids. Two, yeah. yeah, so two kids, no yeah. middle child. But yeah. when you have a third, if you have a third kid, oh, that becomes okay. problems. Interesting. Um, anyway, uh, and so, so, so I've had no voice for the majority of my life. I did not matter on any stage. A, even with a Harvard degree. And so I think I started to create content because I was fucking angry. Weren't you living in the U.S. after Harvard? Yeah. You moved to... I then, still didn't matter. Now I... Yeah, at my company, I was a bad engineer. Nobody listened to my opinion. Uh, it's just like... It's just like Interesting. You're just like a... You're just a, fucking, a cog. You're yeah. like a cog in the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm fucking angry, you know? And I was like, I'm just going to take my anger and put it in a one-minute video. <laughs> so, <laughs> and anger is a great... And do you still have those videos? videos? What? You still have those first videos you recorded? Yeah, they're on the internet. Okay, I got to go find them. I hope, yeah. Ang- <laughs> Angry <laughs> Nas. Like in Rotate type, uh, that would delete everything you made, huh? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, not yet. No, I'm not canceled yet. <laughs> so Angry Software Engineer. Okay, so... Uh, angry Software yeah. Engineer, and then you end up with Nas Daily, right? But then, but the videos are not angry, right? No, no, I know, I know. But it's just like, you know, I think, what what is the thing that drives you to do things? It's really frustration, I think is the biggest motivator. And I'm still frustrated with the way the world works. That's why I, I want to make more videos. Do you, think that, um, do you think that that chip on your shoulder pushed you through those first 270 days? Yeah. I, and I still have a chip on my shoulder. We were just talking about this. Like, Even with 60 million followers and millions of dollars, I still think I don't matter. And I still think that if I don't work twice as hard as all of you on this fucking table, I will get nowhere. Because I have worse cards, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm less attractive than you. I'm less white than you. I'm less attractive than you. And, you know, when we met, I was she less She did mention rich. you're less attractive than her, by the way. She did say that. She did say that, she right? She was talking about this. <laughs> she said we're different That's leagues. That's not true. He's, <laughs> she he's said, making up things. He's not making up things. I believe him. He's not making He just spilled the beans. I mean, it's Sweetie, true, but he was making that up. We are equally attractive. Now. We no. are equally. Mm. You said this literally today. That we we're are equally almost attractive. equally attractive. We're almost. in the same league. We're in the same league. Touching. We are almost. I, I don't even speak English that good. Like I'm not from Harvard. I, I'm a community college over here. <laughs> almost. Anyway, do you guys think we're equally attractive? Yes. Wow. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. See, I That's love. Good. Let That's me tell good. you something about being attractive. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you something about being attractive. Okay. I think that brain, brain, <laughs> brain, brain is everything. He's like, as an attractive person. Like, attractive like, person. No, person. No, 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 no. I guess, I guess, they, no, in general about people, not about me, okay? Because I know I am. I don't need anyone <laughs> to tell me that. But of authority. I, love I, think, I think being attractive is being confident, and I think brain makes a lot of it. The first impression is just the first impression. By the end of the day, there's a lot more. So if someone has insecurity over their look and feel, build everything else you have. I think that... When you look at someone like you or like you, right? Men that succeed is considered attractive by the eye of women. Okay, success makes a man sexy, right? Tell me if I'm wrong. Is he wrong, sweetie? In general, okay. In, success yeah. on a man yep. makes him look sexy for the women. It doesn't have to be old. That is, a, that, that is a, correct statement. This is this is a statement that I did not come up with. I'm, I'm picking up someone else's verbiage. Tell me if it's right or wrong, right? But I felt like there is something to do with that. Because by the end of the day, women would look at the top predator, right? It's just what they're looking for, right? And a, a person who made something bigger than most, which look at what you built, right? 
it is something attractive for, for everybody. Right? It's attractive for men that wants to go and talk to you because you're saying, well, I am talking to Nas. Right? I'm talking to you because it is, it is a big deal. Like not every, every person does it. So that it, it's going to attract people in one way or another. So both of you guys are very successful. I don't want you guys to fight over here. We can fight after. I'll give you some alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for saying we're equally attractive. Yeah, 100%. That's you all are, I got out of this. How do you, That's, all you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you have to take away. <laughs> I don't know what he said, but oh my God. <laughs> That's all I heard. Um, how do you find working together? As as both content creators, you think it's you think it adds to a relationship, like working together, like like always creating, always like sort of working towards not similar. No, I think being in the same industry is very good, yeah, and very important, yeah, because we can actually talk about it and it's interesting. And I'm, I mean, if he was, I broke up with a boyfriend in college because he wanted to be a doctor, (laughs) and I was like, "There's no way I'm dating a doctor. I'm never going to marry a doctor. I don't want to talk about doctor things." I don't want you at work all day. I don't want you coming home at 11 p.m. tired. That's literally why we broke up. I was like, can you not mm. be a doctor? And he was like, no. So I was like, all right, have a nice life. So this is great. And who's going to save you, sweetie, when you need a surgery? I'm going to pay gonna be, someone. going to be the same guy. I'm gonna, I'll pay him. He can save me at the hospital like everyone else. I don't need him in the house Yeah, but me. you're buying a lifestyle, <laughs> right? You're buying a lifestyle and you're saying that's not for me. That lifestyle, I, I exactly. know the kind of travel, the, the, the kind of journey you have to be to go a doctor. Like yeah, broke, I want broke, someone broke, to hang out with 100 me. 100 years, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I don't hang out with you because I'm at work well, until 11. you misled me when we started dating. We traveled <laughs> together 24-7 and then you became a business person. I would not have dated you if you were a business person. How long, how long have you been together? Six years. Six years. How do you balance that though? Because if you want, I mean, if you want to live in a major urban area, if you want to live in a major city, you want to afford a nice lifestyle, I don't know if you want kids or not or whatever you want, but I mean, even with, with or without kids, you need to make good money and a good money usually comes with a significant amount of time invested. So how do you, how do you say I don't, or is that not important to you? Is, is lifestyle more important than no, I like income level. I like a nice, you know, income level or a nice lifestyle, but I mean, I don't think you need half a billion dollars to have a nice lifestyle. Like Yeah, bro. I, it's fine. I, it just came. I didn't I, I, just didn't, came. I, didn't, I didn't get half a billion. There's nothing wrong with half a billion. There's nothing wrong with working hard. So what's ended up working for us is that First of all, I go to therapy every single week and half of what I talk about is our relationship to keep it afloat. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to adjust my personality because my personality is when we started dating for, I would say two to three years, we spent almost 24 seven together, right? We were traveling together. We were working together. Everything was was together. It was not actually great because of the lifestyle. So because we were doing one video a day for his channel, it's exhausting. You're traveling. Imagine like a two week vacation, but you're working every single day, 24 seven. And now two years and a half, you can never pee. There's no time to pee. There's no time to make friends. There's no time for, you know, conversations. Relaxing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So our relationship is much better now, actually. So th- here's my two cents on working together with your significant other. It's difficult for us to do it. We could not do it. The reason we could not do it is because in our relationship, we are equal. Right, what she says is equally as important as what I say. But at work, we're not equal. Mm. I am a bit higher because I'm the CEO, and then basically she has to do what I say, you know, if, if things get uh, trouble. And so we, we started to have this like weird relationship where it's like. Because with my ex and I, we had our company together and we equal. had equal ownership and equal equity and equal mm. everything. And it so worked amazingly well. We worked yeah. great together. There was zero problems at work. But with him, it's his company. He has 
all of it, right? So for me, I'd be like an employee, mm-hmm. which no work, no work well, no employee. How does that, so how do you wait, manage so, it? Wait, wait, so, so, so I, I, get, I totally get it. Like, I, I'm just imagining like, my girlfriend, like if I employed her, no she'd like, how is not be okay How is he as a boss boyfriend? Oh, terrible. As a boss boyfriend, this, no, he's not friendly. I'm not, I'm not good. He's not nice. He's mean. Um, and so I actually was just only consulting for his company, advising for a while, and I refused to work with him. So I work with his COO or whatever Alex's title is. And I work only with Alex. And I said, I will advise, but only if I do not communicate directly with him. <laughs> so look, that's you're really. a savage, bro. Like, what's yeah, yeah, going yeah, yeah. on? Guys, <laughs> yeah. that, that's the angry engineer over there. Yeah. That's yeah. Way that's- look, we have to be honest about it, right? You should never work with somebody who's a psychopath who created a thousand videos in a <laughs> yeah, thousand days, really right? Yeah. Intensity is in Nas daily. Yeah. We are intensely passionate about what we do and nothing is gonna fucking stop it. No nine to five, no fucking work-life balance, none of that, and we own it. Yeah. It's not a hidden thing where we say, come join our family of work and then we stress you out. No, it's stressful from the outside, it's more stressful from the inside, you know what you're getting, Please sign up. Come work at Nas Daily and Nas.io. We have a lot of exciting stuff. We are on a mission. It's amazing. Please join us if you want. So if, if, to you're, if you're looking at, at, at unicorn, if you're looking <laughs> at the, Nas, if you're looking at the unicorn companies, you can expect a nine to five and and, and a regular uh, day job, right? You need to have that that madman going around that it's all in his head and say no that it's all about timing and it has to be exactly like that into the details and it it just would never happen so you you see yourself as that type of CEO? I'm a madman yes you're the I'm man, a proud yeah. madman and I think you are too yes. at the beginning of your job and we shouldn't hide it no never never you set expectations you said look projects are going to start i might kill it at the last minute if i don't feel it's going to work because i'm about results not about the process and it was it was a challenge when i started working with people that come from corporate they weren't used to it. Or what? We put all those hours and hours and days of work. I get it. But knowing now that it's not going to work, what's the point of continuing or launching something that wouldn't work, right? We're about the result. So then eventually I learned that I have to really thoroughly explain this to anyone that comes over. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do not get discouraged. This is what we're all about. We're about the results, not about the process. And that's what it means when we're about the results, about the product. About, you might work all... And once you tell them that... It's a world of a different. It's a world of a yeah, different, yes. I love that. How do you find people to work for you? So, uh, disclaimer, we say work with you. <laughs> so I, I, I know it sounds... <laughs> I, I just, don't why. roll your eyes, sweetie. <laughs> I try very hard to make it look like we're on a mission together. Well, you have, if, you're, if you... I didn't want him to fight, but I gotta ask. You're six years together. Do you guys, are you gonna get married? Are you going to Oh, we're pivoting you? now. Oh, we're that's pivoting. A major pivot. You, <laughs> no, we can go back to the employee conversation <laughs> after. Wait, 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 wait. We'll go back to it later. Exactly. So We didn't finish the relationship. I, you're right. Yeah. Actually, So if you're back. six years, I mean, <laughs> timing is a thing. I mean, did you ask her to marry you? Did I ask her to marry you? Yes. Me? Will you? Yeah. Did you ask me? Well, first of all. When are you going to ask her to marry you now? Actually, I never did. Why not? Well, first of all, I have a fear of commitment, and so does she. My finger is empty. Sweetie, stop hinting at things. It's available now. Stop hinting at things. Ava- apply we to work for him. Apply if to I propose right now, you would say no. Okay, so... You don't know anything until you try. So she was married before. Uh-huh. And, you know, for us, marriage is like a... We have a couple of things we need to resolve before we commit to each other forever, which is, you know, kids, uh, and that's it. 
and <laughs> personality traits. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a bit more involved. Interesting. Interesting. Do you think we should get married? Listen, I, I feel like... I think six years, you got to make a call. I just got divorced, really so I don't, I don't want to say anything. Or, yeah, who are uh, you to give advice? No, 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 I'm not saying... 12 I'm not years saying, of marriage, I think I know what I'm talking I'm about. I'm not no, saying you, you have joking, to get I'm married, joking. but I'm saying that you can't leave it up in the ether at six years. It should be... Are you, were you married before? Never. No. You are you engaged? No, I have a girlfriend. How many years? Yeah. Four. So okay. why aren't you why, why aren't you proposed? Yeah, yeah. We pushed um, off everything because well, like you love Jenna. Excuse. Do you love Jenna? Why aren't you engaged? And we're gonna get engaged. Okay. Did you talk about it? Yeah, very much. Yeah, when are you proposing? In the next six months. And you guys are gonna have kids? Why wait six yeah. months? Why wait six months? Why wait six months? Yeah. Because we don't want to do it in Florida. <laughs> Isn't it weird to like <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what were we thinking? Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> we wanna go over to Europe. We gotta do it in Mykonos or something. Next summer we'll think about it. Our problem is uh, well, we have many, but the main one is I don't probably want kids, hmm. and he do. Oh, that's great! You said the word probably. Well, well, two years ago you said definitely, so we're, we're progress. I'm oh. I, I I always leave a one percent door open for anything in life, hmm. you know. But yeah, I, my only thought was that after six years, I mean, if you if you wouldn't want to be at the twelve year mark and have something that is so deeply ingrained in who you are, like having kids, and then you still argue about at twelve year mark, and then all of a sudden twelve years of your life is gone. Yeah, but it's I not love, gone. But I love wait, wait, the wait, journey wait. with her. I love the journey with. Thank you, you, sweetie. That's very nice. Oh, he said something nice about me. This is unusual. Enjoy. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, that's literally what I was gonna say. Is like I think relationships. That's like you're looking at the relationship through an old fashioned traditional lens. Oh, always. always, not in a mean way. <laughs> not in a mean way. All right, she's from Listen, yeah. <laughs> not in a mean way devolved <laughs> no no we all grew up thinking like that yeah but the way i like to look at relationships is you get something out of every relationship like this interaction i can still enjoy even though we're not getting married right so like <laughs> I like yeah, i can yeah. enjoy my relationship with someone whether it's one day one month one year six years we can learn and grow together and we can value those years even if we end up not together it's not valuable only if we die in the cemetery together you know I what agree i mean with that. i do so, that's a good point. <laughs> it is a good point. So I enjoy the six We're years. We're still enjoying our time I together. I from you. I take advantage of learning from you. Yes. And I, I laugh at your jokes. So Thank you. So even if it doesn't end up in me with a ring on her thing, even if it ends in eight years, for now, I'd be like happy it. with the, the time. Yeah, there's something yeah. to say. Like you guys were both each other's stepping stone. You evolved together. And I feel like overall, looking at this after getting divorced, I think the big challenge where you see a lot of people getting divorced those days is that you put the government in your relationship with papers. It's like a corporation that, that so you have to true. put out there. And then you said, well, why, why do I need to put yes. anything you want? Just is such a challenging part in case it doesn't work, in case that. It's just, it's just a challenging life. And in Europe, I have a lot of friends whose parents, it's normal to not get married and have kids. And, you know, yeah. my friend's parents are not married. They got married actually like two years ago and they have multiple kids and they're having an amazing life and they just got married like for fun two years ago and they were never married and i'm actually curious from you because i love that uh -oh. you and your wife are still friends yeah. well, even he though says they're still friends no I we are him. and I, I would i would say that but two kids um, in 12 years look is not a relationship right. you you come in one way and you come up the other way i, I didn't want to and i think I, I got lucky to say that we we both got married happy and we get sure. divorced we, I didn't want it to be, you, you only divorce an angry woman, you don't marry one, right? It's, uh, it's very important <laughs> to go and make sure that... What? No, you, what? you don't want to be one of those... Uh, let me, let me, I get let it, me, I get let me it. say it again. Like, I when, it. when you see people getting angry on the other side, you say, well, it's her fault, she's crazy. No, why? you only 
divorce an angry one. You didn't marry her when she was angry, right? So it has to be a lot on you. So you have to kind of like reflect on yourself. You said, all right, it doesn't work for us, but she was a very, very important person in my life and she will be forever. And now together we have so much. I think together now our journey is, is very, very good because we call each other almost every day. We talk about everything and I still use her as a benchmark when I have ideas. I call about everything because I feel like the sounding board is very important for me. She was my sounding board for Boxy Chump. She was my sounding board for everything. And we would talk about this and I needed her intellect to go and tell me what she thinks about stuff because she would think completely different than the way I would think, completely different. So it was it was very important for me. And now, on the other hand, she would tell me because I'm, I'm covering her six, she covers my six, right? Yeah. Just another angle. So... You know, I can't speak to why people get divorced with different like, outcomes, but for us, we didn't have any problem like breaking up because of cheating or something. We just it didn't work out. And we have two beautiful children and I want her to be happy. I want the kids to be happy with her. She wants. And I think it's also the way that people are raised. It, one, one thing I, my mom told me is when you marry someone, take a look at her relationship with her dad, because the relationship with her dad would be fueled by her mom. The mom is the one that controlled everything, right? If the mom doesn't want the kids to be with their dad, they're not going to have. And she had relationships that were great. Now, it's not 100%. Some other cases can be like bad dad. I'm not in relationship with in relation with my dad. But in her case, she came from a good family that they weren't teaching her to have drama around everything. If he's a good man, didn't work out, just stay together. So her family is my family for life. She's always going to be my second half for life. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. So I'm, I was blessed to be with the right person. Learn from him, Nasir. Sweetie, do you think our divorce would be without fights? Well, I was already <laughs> divorced and there were no fights and it was great. And my right. parents are divorced and there's no fights and they get along. And my mom has never said anything bad about my dad. And they've been divorced for like 20 years. My dad has never said so anything bad about my mom. would you say anything bad about me if we divorce? Not in public. <laughs> That's not a bad you answer. We'll never. I would not stop. say anything different about you if we break up than I have already said now when we're together. Do you, do you know how many short clips we can get out of this? Right? Oh, there's a lot. Do you know, do you know how many viewers we can Thank God we got the 4K, right? talking about this. <laughs> no, but I really hope he learns from you because I've yeah. said, like, if we ever break up, can we please. Yeah. Remain friends because that's such a waste. And he says yeah. no. I mean, I think that's I've just... never stayed friends with an ex. Thank never. you. That is, I you have. are a realist and I appreciate it. Yeah, but that's that. when you don't have kids. Wait until you have kids. For sure. But that's why, that's why I don't want to make a mistake about kids either. That's why, you know, okay, so four years later, now we're making a decision about it and we're still together. We're still very happy. So I'm comfortable four years later, but I know people that in the first year, they're talking about kids. I'm like, chill, like slow down. Like... <laughs> Just relax. Life's long. Live together yeah. a little bit. For, I know I'm old fashioned, but I mean it. Which is fine. It's yeah. fine. But I mean, like my parents were divorced, too, and they were divorced later on in life. And like it kind of sucks. Like they're both happy now, but it does kind of suck. I don't really want to do that to my kids if I don't have to. I really don't. And especially like it's great because they're very friendly. Right. My mom, my dad, they're actually on great terms. But yeah. imagine if it wasn't a great, great divorce. <laughs> yeah, airports, yeah. Yeah. A, a great you know divorce. how hard it is to stay married in Miami? <laughs> I'm just putting it out. That's there. why. That's why. I'm you guys never, need to move to like Ohio. I'm or never something. letting Gina watch this podcast. <laughs> I'll send you a place you. in Idaho. You're gonna love it. It's amazing. You're Canadian. You don't mind shoveling snow in Idaho. <laughs> I do have to say, Miami is full of distractions. Yeah, it's distractive, and it's it's. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the reason people break up, right? We, we didn't actually live in Miami, but but ultimately, why do you think divorce rate is so high? Put it out there. There's a reason why people keep getting divorced again and again and again. So, kids. 
you know, it's really a preference, right? It's, it's not good or bad to have or not have kids. But once you have kids, you would feel different about life in, in general because that's when you think less about yourself. Yeah. I mean, it can be also good not have kids because you can say, well, now I have to worry for the rest of my life if they're going to come back from, you know, they're going out somewhere. Like, it's just stress. It's underlying stress. I get stress, it. I right? totally get it. That's why we all die from heart attack eventually. Yeah. But, but it's good to be with a person that's going to be amicable with you and thinking the same way and we're building their personality, the kids' personality together and not when we're against each other. I mean, you've seen the other side. I mean, everybody knows kind of nasty divorce, what happened, the one that suffered are the kids. That's and important. They don't so imagine if, imagine if you're in a relationship and somebody cheats and then you don't ever want to talk to that person again. Yeah. And if you yes. didn't have kids, you could just not talk to them again, but now you do have kids. That's then you the shouldn't worst. cheat. Exa- well, I agree. Don't do <laughs> that, <agree>. okay? <laughs> That's hard. Yeah. It's very hard. It's hard, yeah. Well, so. if we're thinking in a more modern way about relationships also, um, do you guys know Esther Perel? Oh, God. No, I, d- I don't. Well, you should interview her. She's also um, kind of Jewish, Israeli something. I don't really know what she is. French. Anyways, she's a... <laughs> then you find out she's from Albania. She has, with has a coffee empire. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. She's, she doesn't have a coffee empire. Tell us, sweetie, what's the new way to look at relationships? So she has written this book and multiple books. One is called Mating in Captivity. So essentially like captivity is marriage essentially mm, okay. and mating is, you know, sex, things like that. Mm. So she talks about how historically, you know, being, having fidelity or not cheating, et cetera, kind of made more sense because you don't have like tests to see who the parent is historically. Mm -hmm. Also historically, if you go way back, it was tribalism. So people weren't actually monogamous and the, and the definition of monogamy has actually evolved over time. So historically monogamy meant one partner for life. And now what do we think monogamy means? One partner, One at, a partner at a time, right? Mm-hmm. So we're already as humans changing the definitions of everything. So it's kind of interesting, like she talks about like in the past cheating, like recent past is like the end of the world. You're like, oh my God, my partner cheated. All those 10 amazing, those four amazing years mm-hmm. you had with your girlfriend, it's over because one night you or she was drunk and did something, yeah. right? And she talks about what if people look at that and they're like, okay, that happened. Let's talk about why it happened. Let's see, maybe it is a big deal or maybe it's not necessarily the end of everything. Maybe we can look at that as one night out of, you know, 1200 amazing nights. So can I cheat? I mean, I've told you before, if you cheat, it's not necessarily a deal breaker. Of course, I'd like you to not cheat. I'd ideally like that to not happen. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> Again, I mean, we. I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna no, go but into. That's, that's a very evolved way. I just think that when it comes, it's like my, what Mike Tyson said. So everyone has a plan until they punch him in the face. Emotion comes. Emotion comes. Of course, of course. No, that's what he said. Every, he was everyone in the has first, a plan. He was speaking in the first person. The face, that's funny. Like, so the, the idea is that it's true rationally, but then the emotion comes in. Of course. And I mean, then, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying you know. If you get cheated on or you cheat or whatever yeah. that you should just approach it with a completely balanced outcome. I'm just saying, does it have to always mean the end? Not necessarily. I think I was raised where, you know, if somebody cheats on me, I'm like, oh, it's over. I have self-respect, blah, 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 blah. But after, you know, learning a lot more, I'm like, you know, there could be a situation where it happens and there still is a lot of love. I was married and I actually ended up cheating on my ex-husband um, not like sleeping with someone else or whatever. I was Mormon. So it was like very low key version of cheating. Um, and our relationship had many other problems and we should not have been together. But that experience 
showed me that if I, a Mormon girl who never had sex till I got married, never broke any rules my whole life, never drank coffee, never drank alcohol, if I could be driven to that point mm -hmm. of doing some form of cheating, right? Obviously a more low key version, but still very clearly yeah. cheating. I'm like, oh my God, anyone could, not anyone, because yeah. maybe, you know, there's probably better yeah, people. Yeah, why would than I me. judge my partner in the future that does that or something to, to a certain point? Yeah, if I, because if I was I like the nicest yeah. girl ever. Yeah. yeah. The nicest, the most. But you haven't cheated on me, right? No, no, years. sweetie, don't okay. worry, don't worry. <laughs> Making sure. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, we we have a whole different conversation we could go into right now if we wanted no, to. No, no, no. <laughs> but what's cheating those days? Right? So it's a, yeah. yeah. But the point, anyways, you get the point, yeah. which is it doesn't necessarily need to be the end. It doesn't have to be like the and guillotine. It, and it's totally cultural too. Yeah. Like if you have a conversation with somebody in Europe, it's very different than somebody in North America. Oh, so different. It's, it is. So yeah. You guys goes. had something in, in Eastern Europe where you went on a show. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was an interesting show. And I, I, I don't know the like, story. I felt for you. I, I didn't I didn't so, research this. No, no, no. So, uh -oh. <laughs> so deep enough, bro. Yeah, I know. The so, I, got the, I got the website. So he, went, he went on the show. He went on the TV show uh, in Eastern Europe where he was sitting down and they're like, man, you're the man. You're, and you're sitting all happy. And then they said, so you're getting girls hitting on you. And and the thing is, I get it because you don't know how to react the first time. And it's very challenging because you need to go and cut it like nip in the butt right there. You're on a said, show where girls hit on in you? In a show. No, they no, were no. telling him, you're getting girls, right? When oh. you travel by the yourself. The guy was asking And he's sitting with you... her. And they're they said, do you her look essentially bad. like, are you sleeping with oh, women essentially okay. as you travel? Your, and I'm, yeah. it's like this. I'm next to him. Yeah. And they were completely ignoring <laughs> that. And then he tells him, no, I don't. And he was kind of, he was, he was shy about this because I guess it's a first TV appearance, massive TV yeah. show. And. He wasn't sure how to react, but then she ended up fighting. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Is my boyfriend's not gonna cheat on me? And come on, Naz, I know you're doing that. She basically like went on national television and said, "Do not fucking say this. I'm so tired of you objectifying women." Blah blah blah. That's blah, a blah. little bit disrespectful. She to was very, super. That would never happen in America. What they said over there. It's a very, sh I mean, it seems like it's a very okay over there because. Uh, but no it happens in America, like with Conan O'Brien, with all these things. I don't think happens. that specific question would happen but of course they disrespect women in america of course are you kidding but yeah. like the, no, but the, asking a, a guy that beside his girlfriend i don't think that would have happened is, yeah that's yeah. pretty yeah. bad did you know at kroger shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in store same low prices same personalized deals same rewards with no hidden fees or markups on your same family favorites like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce. The only difference is you don't have to put on shoes. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, that's the like, answer is no, I don't. Yeah, no, no, I know. I know. <laughs> that, that, we'll just roll with that one. Yeah. <laughs> it, the answer doesn't matter. The fact was that they were asking that question yeah. in such yeah. a casual way with yeah. me there. And by the way, they had done other sexist things earlier that I had ignored. So what I... Well, he said to him, like, there was a girl with um, larger chest who was like the assistant, you know, in a sexy dress. That's fine. And then he said to him, like, make sure you look at her in these eyes and not these eyes. This guy's an absolute gem. Totally, totally good guy. Backstage, he said like, something. Not an asshole, not a so piece I was of shit being at all. Chill. I was being so chill. Bad. And then it was too far. I was yeah. like, yeah. I, I guess in, in retrospect, I mean, it's kind of like, a, how do you say in English, a quarterback Monday, where you say, well, 
why would they look at her anywhere else other than the eyes? Where exactly do you expect me to look at her? So put it back at him or something. I should have, like I should have. Yeah. Where do you think yeah. I should look? At <laughs> yeah. your employee's eyes or somewhere else? Yeah, like, I, I should have done that. But I, yeah. I'm learning, I'm learning, right? Yeah, yeah but also when you're, like when you're first speaking to somebody box. who... It's like the first yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's like, um, when you go into someone else's house into their arena and like they're like the, the authority figure, yes. like it's, it's stressful sometimes it when you go into it, especially in a TV studio. And he's speaking in Albanian. So you wait yeah. for 10 translator. seconds to hear a translator. So imagine a professional translator. Uh, uh, Nusair, uh, do you uh, have sex with other girls? <laughs> While you're <laughs> traveling. Yeah. yeah, that's... And I didn't have an ear translator. So then I saw the discomfort on everyone's faces. I had she to ask know him, what's happening. what did he say? And then he had to tell me. And I was like... This yeah. is what they say. Yeah. And, and, and knowing that you don't drink alcohol, after that you have to go and get a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't drink coffee. That's how fun I am. Damn, you are not What do you do? No you're really trying to get to 100% no, life. Wait, wait, are you vegan or are you vegetarian? I'm vegetarian, so I do. Okay. Anyway, but no coffee, no alcohol, no Coke, no Red Bull. Uh, I'm thinking of quit, no changing of clothes. Um, no heroin, no, no buying, no drugs, <laughs> no weed ever, no smoking ever. I'm thinking of quitting uh, cursing. So that's my last fucking vice. Oh man. And when I finish that, I will I be I can never do Jesus. That. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to take achievable goals. I mean, it's going to be hard. If, if, you, if you take coursing, I think it would make it a little awkward socially in some circles. If I do don't not. Cursing. You take out cursing. No. Also, you don't really? watch Why? porn. Well, think about it. Oh, I also don't watch porn. Do you watch porn? Man, I'm single, so I can do whatever I want. Do you watch porn? Yeah. You watch porn? Yeah. Specifically, you have a four-year what do you girlfriend. Watch? What do you watch? Oh, I'm not doing that live. <laughs> not doing that live. <laughs> Don't you want an interesting podcast? Yeah, not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we said positive and negative motivation. It's all good. It's all yeah. good. negative publicity. But this is interesting, right? Does your girlfriend allow you to watch porn? Yeah. That's interesting. Is that a Miami thing? No, I'm from Toronto. Is that a Canadian Does thing? Does she watch porn? Yeah. The same frequency? I have As no you idea. independently or together, both at the same time. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you're by yourself. Yeah. See, I think our relationship is too strict. You can date someone else. So I haven't watched porn in six years. I mean, it's it's probably good to not watch porn. Wait, wait. Is it's it great to not watch yeah. porn. Yeah. Said no. It's yeah. also better for the men. And, yeah, wait, wait. Is it because you don't want him to watch porn, but you're like. I'm it's not going to break up with you if you cheat on me, but don't watch porn. <laughs> no, if he cheats on me once and we have a conversation, we understand why it happened, I probably wouldn't break up with him. I, I mean, it you. depends on who the person is. It depends how annoyed I am. Yeah. It, like there's certain, like, I, I can't imagine which, you don't know who will trigger you. There's yeah. certain people that I'm sure would trigger me to be like, fuck you. Yeah, best friend Fuck or this. Yeah, yeah. but, I also but there's certain everything situations. You do in life, like if you're going to talk about porn in all seriousness, like if it's like, if it's like yeah. jeopardizing your sex life, that's an issue. If girlfriend is traveling, I don't see that as an issue. But if you watch so much porn that it becomes an obsession and it kills a whole bunch of time. Well, and that's you, obvious. Yeah. yeah. I just more like have an ethical issue with most porn. And I just don't know that I'm not I'm not 100 percent against other people watching porn. I'm on the fence with porn. But most porn, I have an ethical. It's kind of like meat. You know, 99.99% of meat is unethically raised and created in factory farms. Is there ethical meat? Yeah, roadkill. Okay, so if you're eating roadkill, I don't care. Okay, so that's technically ethical. Roadkill? So is no there one is eating roadkill, some, Yeah, there are people who eat roadkill. Because how, do you, how do you capture them on time? <laughs> you know, like people who live in the woods, you know, they what about find the Maybe people that go hunting? There's a, no, 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 hunting is, I mean, is it ethical to have a gun and shoot a deer? No, get but a knife just, and kill it. I'm just it. balancing that out versus killing it with your car. I don't no, know. On accidental, unintentional roadkill. Obviously not intentional. 
Okay. It's dead anyway, so why not eat it? So why waste then it? Then you have all the gear. Oh, here's one. Okay, let's get the gear. There's Luckily people who do first. that. There's there are a lot. You can you can Google. You can go interview one of them. I don't know all the details. I, I don't know okay. if I want to eat Can you give us show. names of those people that every week? But the bigger but the bigger study is that most porn seems most porn to be is unethical. unethical. Yeah. Yeah. But I I don't know about that data. Uh, I, I'm 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 half with you guys, half with her. To be clear, yeah. I haven't made up yeah. my mind yet. But I've never I mean, but, like, the thing is, I've never like I have so many things to worry about in my life that I've never taken a hard stance on porn or me. I'm just like, listen, I just, I just focus on my life, my business. I do good work. I'm an ethical dude. You know, like that's, are you ethical though? If you're eating meat and watching, porn? <laughs> I mean, I'm not maliciously <laughs> going out of my way to hurt people, but I mean, animals are dead because of you. Yeah. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just saying, no, like, I get it. This is the podcast. <laughs> I, get, I like I know. it. Well, I don't, I don't see. I'm not perfect. No, I, I'm, I'm not even vegan, even just I to be clear. Also, I know, but I'm not going to make, so I'm not, I, so I'll always eat meat, but I'll never, I'll never have like a, a strong argument for or against. I, I just, never look I, at but that's like easy for someone to say. <laughs> it is. Here's what I think. That's like being like, well, I didn't kill the Jews, but I didn't stop, you know. It's like switching. I don't look at at meat as the Holocaust. I don't look at an animal like a fish as killing a human being. I understand. But wait, wait, are that. you are you vegan or are you? See, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying he should be perfect. No, no, I'm just are saying. Are you vegan? I'm only vegetarian. Are, do you eat? Eggs? I used to do you, be. Do you eat no, eggs? I don't eat eggs. But okay. I know more, eggs are horrific. Isn't that more yeah. vegan though? If you don't I mean, eat but I, I'm vegetarian, but I 99, you know, I 99 percent of the time do not eat eggs. I think eggs are. Oh, so you do eat eggs. No, occasionally if it's... Because you know it, what happened with the eggs industry where oh, they take yeah, the milk. Click, click, click. They guys, literally grind chicks out alive. Here. It's We're not, not chilling. This is a good conversation. Are you pro-abortion? Me? Yeah. If I'm pro-abortion? Yeah. I'm, I'm Can pro, a woman abort her child? Yeah, of course I'm pro Okay, then, 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 then I believe eggs, right? It's just like, it's like. It's no, like, he doesn't know anything about, you don't know about the industry. You're, you're making a weird argument. You don't so know about I the industry. I know about the industry. What do they do to the male chicks? What do they do to the male chicks? No, but the idea is that the male chicks, they, they put they it in a grinder yes, while they're alive. There are well, startups. Why, why are we start drawing so many parallels between humans and animals? Because I mean, humans that have consciousness and self-awareness. Animals have consciousness and self-awareness. Yeah, they'll argue with you on this one. I know, but that's, cry, that's a debatable You know who, point. what's smarter, a baby or a dog? So should we kill babies because they're <laughs> not very smart yet? Babies are incredibly intelligent. So are dogs. So are dogs. But I don't kill so dogs. So are parents. I yeah, but parrots. pigs are smarter than dogs. Scientifically, do you eat pork? Yeah, pigs are Well, actually, I don't like pork. I don't like pork. But, you, but, you, but everybody eats Chicken, pork. Chicken, pork. Right. So what if, cow, what if someone's in a coma? A cow, if someone's is, in a coma? Point is, point is, a cow can have intelligence. I, I do I understand your argument. Because <laughs> I, used to, I, used to live, I used to live in, a, in, a, in an area where you would have the ability to take, if you had a piece of land, you can go and do it, move it for agriculture exempt, and then you would have cows on it, right? And you can absolutely see that some cows are just cows and they don't move, but then some of them come out with intelligent and it was amazing to see it. Wow. They actually understand. It was, it was mind blowing to see it. And that's when you really feel bad Love when you that. eat meat. Because I'll give an example. We had um, a property next to us that had, had the agriculture exempt and they had some uh, cattle over there. One, there was only one cow. She would know how to jump the fence and she would go into all the neighboring. Uh, <laughs> she would come in. Now, you, you don't want a big, massive cow coming into your, uh, into your backyard or your front yard because it would mess it all up. So as soon as they would come in, she, she would run. She would know exactly when humans, she would know how to go back to her, her property. So there was definitely intelligent cow. Yeah. You, you can't deny it. I mean, you would sit, you would absolutely. 
uh, and all of us felt bad about that. So there's, there's that part where you said, how much for my life I'm going to go and change, which I was already lived in a certain way. And, I, and it is that morality part, which I get that. I yeah. respect that because it's not from nothing. Definitely. You can see chicks that are sad, chicks that are, are not. So it's, it's something that makes sense. Now, I wanted to ask you something. Um, I think there was, I'm trying to think about the particular video that you made. Uh, about chickens that uh, they grow chicken based on they're taking your lab meat video um, the cell yeah cell based yeah. cell based yes yeah. I, 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 why am I not hearing about those companies I mean you have this you have the one with the fish why am I not hearing that's about still this? new I think that's still very new no but that wasn't it wasn't a young I mean they already produce chicken out of a lab and it's the actual uh, yeah it's called eat just yes so here's the way I think about it. I'm going to be vegetarian for the next five years only. After five years, I'm going to be eating meat again. The only difference is that the meat I will eat will have no animals dying for it. It will either come from a plant but why or- Why five years? Why is it taking them so long? It's, it's a hard problem. You know, it's a hard problem. To grow, a ch- to grow chicken meat in the lab. It's expensive. They're trying to make it more affordable, yeah. I yeah. think. But I just, commoditize it. I think, here's, here's the reason, right? If you look 500 years ago, we used I, to I, own... I just got to say to the listeners, what is it? What are we talking about? Can you explain We're about the company? We're talking about cell-based meat. So there's a lot of companies, a lot of them in Israel, are creating meat out of the cell. So you cell. take one cell of a chicken. You don't get the whole chicken. Just one cell, and the chicken stays alive if you want. And then that cell, you can feed it in the lab and it becomes trillions of cells. And those trillions of cells become meat. It's chemically the same, texture is the same, and chemistry is the same. So therefore it tastes the same and smells the same as a meat. Genius. Interesting. So as long, okay, so to follow up on your point about ethics and, and meat eating, if that was an option and the amino acid profile was the exact same, I, I would never it. choose to kill an animal Exactly. But by them. choosing to kill the animal now, you're creating more demand for that and you're not supporting the demand for this industry. Exactly. So you're delaying the availability of lab-grown exactly. meat. With your money every day. Imagine being the, the slavery 500 years ago. We used to own humans, bro. Now think about it. We yeah. ended that, pro- mm-hmm. that, that thing. But think about it. There was an injustice 500 years ago. What is the injustice we do today? Because the world is not perfect. Yeah. There is something that we do today. So you're saying we're going to look back in, in a yes. couple of decades and said, do you remember where we actually did this to animals? We grew them. Yeah, mass them factory cages. farming, yeah. which Once is like a whole I would also be curious about one thing because I'm not learned enough to know this. I would also be curious if somebody who's actually researched like this topic and sat down and spoke about how you know there's harmful uh, side effects of growing like all these farms or whatever and like growing all this corn-based food or yeah, whatever terrible. it is like there's a whole bunch for humans it's terrible but well. also like for example like beyond meat and all the other um uh like non-animal based meat yeah whatever is there no negative impact to the world of, of creating that at scale and i'm sh- i'm sure there's something i just don't know what it yeah, is yeah i'm sure something will come out when is there no at scale is there no byproducts of the chemicals used or some sort of harm but the thing, the i think over here they're looking more about, the, about the moral issue not about the the environmental, the, the environmental issue. issue less about the but you got to consider okay so then when you're talking about ethics if you had a process that harmed the environment harmed no, no, no. the world that's no, not it's not it's being beyond meat is a lot less if you look at it at scale like I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. 
Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it. Each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn Jobs, and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. 
Now, I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay. And what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. What's the carbon emissions or, you know, probably That's probably what emissions. I'm referring to. I'm sure, I'm sure like, you know, feeding a cow for years, killing the cow, blah, 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 giving it water is going to be here. And then beyond me, of course, it will have some effect on the planet because it's, it is a processed yeah, food. It's much lower. It's going to be here. The, the data is right? out on this one. The but also not, on, yeah. not from beyond me because I actually don't believe that the amino acid profile found in beyond meat would be the same level of, of positive no, it, impact on your body. No, it's just a flavor. It, it's just a flavor. It's mostly the... the but that's why you eat animal protein. No, because no, of no. The but what, what, he was ref- what we're referring to are actual meat. Okay, you take you take a piece of protein, you modify the molecule, and now you're making. I know it that's what we're talking about, but I'm talking, talking about why would you eat meat? It's because of it's because of the yeah, health then, benefits. Then in five that it would years, have. you'll be yeah. able to eat meat again without a. I disagree. Death. I don't think ninety percent of eat. Meat eaten now is actually for health purposes because people are buying like the most disgusting Tyson chicken farm GMO yeah. unhealthy meat full of cancer causing nitrates but I don't on eat earth. That. I don't. I know eat that you yet. don't, but so, you're like the exception yeah, to the do. rule. No, do you, I, do you I, eat all at organic, any restaurant? Any fast organic food? Or kosher. Do you go to Taco Bell? I try not to. But you, you go do. to McDonald's oh, once in a while, but not okay. often. Like but wait, once have. a month. 
But, but yeah, yeah, but once a month guys, is guys, not you're, you're, you're shooting at him. Okay, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Okay. I'm going I'm to go on. He's our target. Listen, guys. The idea is this. Okay, so let's talk about the future, okay? And I think this podcast can bring a little bit of awareness yes, about yes. something that exists. Now we need to attack Joe. don't know about it. Yeah, the no, future no, no, is... No, no, the reason why I bring up my no, wait, wait, point I, I is because there's a lot... I was out of this equation. No, no, no. no, no I, think it's, I think it's very... I think I want to bring counterpoints just because a lot of people in the world that just don't think about this. That's really it. Yeah, and we're not trying to attack at all. We're just showing... Yeah. The other argument. A lot of people did not think about slavery. They just loved. They the were cotton. like, "This is normal." I love the cotton I love that this. I get for cheap. <laughs> yeah, like you can't you can't look at what happened to animals and think it's okay, right? But you 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 don't want to go and look too. It's going to look as if you're extremist saying that. But I mean, there are options. So I, I've seen three three of your videos. One was about bees. Yes. Where it was amazing. And actually the founder's <laughs> last name is Honey in yes. Hebrew, right? Lavash, yeah. And she was basically, they have a machine and what they're doing is they're taking... Um, honey they're, they're, without bees. Yeah, honey with actual honey with all the elements with no bees because they're saying, look, there are only seven types of bees yeah. out of 20,000 that are producing honey. It, they're dying out, but you can create that by taking... You pay pro, attention uh, to protein. the videos. Yeah, I mean, I'm Thank doing you, my man. research. Uh, and uh, so taking nectar plus bee protein and you can create honey yes why am i not seeing this in stores because Where is it, it's Naz? still in development phase that's mm. why we go there and make that video to tell more people about it it will take another you invested in the company right i was in some of them not all of them okay. uh, it'll take another five years they estimate for this to go to the market the reason it's not there because your amazing government the united states government and the fda takes their time mm. to approve anything and do anything of value you are waiting for the United States <laughs> yeah. government yeah. to tell you that this is okay to eat. I mean, it's crazy. Well, they're going to have lobbyists. Exactly. Don't, saying don't, don't, don't until it cracks, right? And then... Exactly. So your channels are actually good. They bring awareness. good because you bring the awareness. And you're like, look, you can get honey without having bees. You can have... Uh, was, that, was that salmon taste? Like salmon, I get to ask. I mean, close, close to. It, it is, it's V1. It There's also crickets. There's also people doing it with crickets. Have you seen, have yes. you seen the, the salmon videos? that? They no, made? I haven't. Okay, so there's Not a company sure. in Israel that does. They're taking protein uh, from peas. They modify the molecule. And then they have uh, a 3D printer. And they're making you eat a salmon that looks exactly That's like crazy. salmon. So it is mind blowing when you look at this, and they're saying it's just variation number one, V one, which I came up with. The v, I understood V one for the yeah. first time; never heard of it. Act like I knew what it was. Wow, that was but, good, very yeah. good. I'm picking up, I'm picking up. <laughs> so you think in five years you're gonna have food like this? Yes, that's amazing. Get 100%. with the times; it's gonna be amazing. 100%. I mean, they already have it now. You can buy like in the, when I was yeah. vegetarian, I became vegetarian when I was 12 years old. There was not. Like any options at the stores. I was just stuck eating like random oh, freaking no, lentils absolutely. and shit. Absolutely. Yeah, and like terrible veggie burgers. And now they have Impossible Burger my and ex, now they have... My ex thought she had some thing, a celiac disease and she thought she cannot have gluten. She yeah. would still argue she does, but she doesn't, whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, but she didn't. She was like, oh my God, this is all I can eat. And, I, and I'm talking 10 years ago, right? There was nothing, nothing. in the section, like three things disgusting. Today... You can go live your life. You wouldn't even know. I mean, out of the, I mean, if you go to France and they're giving you their baguette and all that, okay, fine. Yeah. Now I'm going to be. But I've also found, so yeah. at least with, with my girlfriend, she notices that when she eats grains from other parts of the world, it doesn't impact her negatively. Like when she really? eats it from the U.S. It's different. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's noticeable. Interesting. So she could eat like a bread anywhere in Europe and it would be fine. Like, but it, when you eat huh. bread in the U.S., she's like it's very not different. feeling good at all. 
Yeah. Interesting. No, but the U.S. has uh, a lot of great things, and I, I will say I'm grateful. But I do think that there are some weird things. Like, for example, when, when you look at uh, the way things were, were, were dealt with when it comes down to COVID, and I was the first one to get the vaccine. I, I was I almost, I thought I'm going to die from the, when I got COVID the first time. Hospital, oxygen, the whole wow. nine yards. Yeah, and I'm young. I didn't think. So I know it's real. There's no. But the fact that okay. you go and you look at a country like Sweden, that... You should do a video about Sweden. They didn't do anything, right? Nothing. Everyone can come in, party, whatever you want. Don't put masks. Nothing, nothing, nothing. The chart was exactly the same. No collapse of the health system. Everything was the same. How yeah. come no one talks about them? They have data. Why? Where is it? It was just a lot of questions that kept unanswered. And you said perhaps it was a point in time where it was maybe manipulated for particular gain reasons. I remember where uh, Fachi was asked... Um, I don't remember. I, th- I think it was uh, Paul. Bro, now we're going into was, like Republican no, he was territory. Asking, no, absolutely not. <laughs> listen, absolutely this not. Whole, I this, was, this whole podcast is going to get taken down. Listen, you just if you think, <laughs> listen, Nancy, if you think that was political, those questions, then you're saying it wrong. Like that was the problem because it's nothing political. A simple question. Was there any gain, personal gain for you? From recommending for vouching? Yeah, and he said, he said, he said, I don't know. But listen, Lon, listen to the question he was asked. How do we get into this? I will, I will explain. Okay, fine. I will this explain. is a conspiracy theory, oh, Joe. Okay, go. Well, go, how go. about you listen before you shut it down? <laughs> I'm okay, asking ahead. a question and <laughs> then I leave yeah. it open, okay? okay I'm not ahead. telling you. I'm, like I said, I'm a guy that was in a hospital. Was 9 11 an inside job? Did you see the problem? If I go and tell listen, this is the problem when people don't want to listen and they block themselves. For, for, for information, that, that's, that's a problem. So here it is. I, I go and I listen to the short clip of about 10 minutes where he was asked, was there any gain? Did you get any payment to recommend um, the vaccines by either Pfizer or Moderna? And he said, I declined to answer that. This is fucking crazy. What conspiracy? Why can't you say no? If it was a no, I, I don't know. I mean... So my point is, I took the vaccine. I was all about that, but I mean, I know people that had side effects. But what you're saying, what you're saying, really is not surprising. I mean, like sometimes pre-COVID, way pre-COVID, like health institutions are lobbied by large drug manufacturers. Yes. That yes. is known. It's not great, exactly. But I mean, that's a climate that we live. I in. I mean, you guys were just so talking have- about this. Where why do you think they're not allowing that type of food because of lobbyists, right? I'm, I'm giving you the same thing. So uh, now it's the, conspiracy the theory. That's my point. I'm trying to go and equate us. Like, listen, this is not just one thing. If they're doing it for. One category. I don't want any any fake honey over here. Don't give it to them. Let's block this. Let's oh, I'm sure that the meat and what do you think you're not going to do it on the vaccine? Like yeah. it's going to be Billion, so much money. I, no, I, I have no doubt the meat industry lobbies, government, FDA, or whatever to not make. Well, that's why you look at other governments. Studies. Singapore yes. government has approved cell-based meat already, and you can mm. buy it in Singapore already. The first country in the world to do so. Interesting. So it's happening. It's just not in America. How is how is it over there? I mean, if it's already allowed, that did that affect the cost? No, it's not. It's not at scale. It's like still at very sample size level. Like two restaurants in the okay. entire country sell it. Okay, maybe one. That's the one you've been to, right? Yeah. The one that you showed. That's there. why I went there because yes. the first. It's amazing. It's the history being made, and it tastes just like chicken. It's chicken. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. The only problem is just the texture is that it has to be fried because they cannot put the bone. You mm. cannot create a bone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a normal meat, but whatever, whatever. No, I mean, it's, it's a better alternative. And yeah. with fish, you don't have microplastics and yeah, it makes sense. We're in the middle of a revolution, guys. 
It would oh, I love it. I'm, see, that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> you're ripping on me because you mean, but I'm I'm actually all <laughs> no, for we're, we're, disruptive. <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean, I, I would never say the same way, Scott. I would always give you the. You're just, you're just an easy target watcher. sitting here when no, it's I get fine. It. I'm I'm actually I I used to work with a whole bunch of startups uh, at Creative Destruction Lab, which is like a startup incubator at the University of Toronto, and it was just all like anyone who was like all these innovative ideas, like things that are just like totally mind blowing. And actually, the biggest issue that some of these businesses have is you have a genius. PhD or somebody that's taking this innovative product to market, but they've never built a business before. Yeah. So now you have all these, I spoke to um, a guy from Israel, I can't remember his name now, who is actually doing the cricket thing and he's taking it and he's turning it into like- You know how many powder. times I heard the cricket story from so many people that <laughs> tried he doesn't to push know, it? Like he knows how to build a business, but the point is a lot of these founders and entrepreneurs who are doing sell, what, what's it called? Sell, Cell-based meat. Cell-based meat. They don't know how to build a business. So it's going to be a little bit slower than if you had a tenured entrepreneur yeah. that had three X exits. It's a different skill set. You know, he has capital or she has capital to put in or they have a high net worth, uh, you know, peer group that can invest in them. Like I, I guess the, the main problem when you look at companies like So you this, have to support. Is, that, is the whole point. Uh, you have to support today, In today's world, if you want a company like this to ever make it, they need to be marketers aside of yes. just product m- developers, right? And mostly when you go to companies where the founder is really much focus on uh, like all about the product that's great you have a Rolex Daytona sell it in the middle of a desert nobody knows you exist how do you create awareness how do you create platform right and that's their problem they're really all about making a product hyper no enthusiastic because that's a retail people. product you can absolutely go send this to influencers to influential people cut some deals with the rock with some boom everyone's gonna know about this boom it's gonna be a thing from one day to another but they don't they don't go there right they might need a little bit more uh, perhaps a marketer as a partner to go in and push it and mm-hmm. make it. I'm just yeah. looking at you guys over here <laughs> so you can bring it over. Well, you but do this more is stories on it. It's a platform that's, like you consistently showing it, going into an, yeah. anyone that has a platform as a friend to support it. And we do it for free. Yeah, yeah. like I, I can tell you that when, when you look at the beauty industry, it's just makeup. But today, anyone that comes up with a beauty brand, if you don't know marketing, don't even try. Yeah. You're yeah. nobody. Then product, because it's much easier to create, to zigzag with a, to a better product like I did with BoxyCharm versus to no marketing. Marketing, building a platform, working with influencers, working. That takes a little bit more. So than, hard. So hard. Product, you know, you, you'll find, get the product market fit after, after a couple of tries. But, you know, there's three companies. There's product-led companies, there's marketing-led companies, and there's sales-led companies. Mm-hmm. The best company to have is a product-led company where the product sells itself, yes, like Apple. 100%. If the product's shit, you need marketing. <laughs> So marketing, like if the marketing sucks, you need a salesperson to open yes. up the phone call and mm-hmm. beg people to buy. Yeah. So that's like the three types point. of marketings. I like, I like how you say it. that's that's product that sells itself. Like, and you give the Apple example, and I like it. I remember when I, 2007, I was, I was working a lot with Dig and Reddit and StumbleUpon. It was a way for me to create uh, lots of links uh, for SEO, and. It was always my, my enviness, not in a negative way, kind of like learning from Apple. Like they don't have to do no marketing. Their product is amazing. Everyone talks about this because it's really the one of a kind. And, and they kept coming up with innovating products, right? It was the iPod first, and then it moved into... Every time it moved on, right? Yeah. Look at Tesla today, same thing, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe in 10 years, there'll be lots of Teslas, but for now, Their Tesla market is, budget is zero. Yeah, it's zero. No, no, mar- no, no marketing, so the product sells itself. Then, if you know... Because mar- Tesla would be a great example, right? The marketing is Elon Musk. Elon Musk is the marketer. Uh, he's just probably one of the best marketers in the world right now, right? So he has his product that it's superior, that changes the world, that modifies everything, right? 
Then comes his marketing platform. And we spoke about this. What happened if they shut down his Twitter account to the Tesla stock? No good. Yeah. Right. So product is great, but then put plug in phenomenal marketing. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Right. So I think I think people like you guys can come in and to companies that you probably invested in and say, look, let us take over the marketing. Let's create awareness. Let's push it and then make sure. Yeah, that- but I don't want to do that. I want to market my own product. Okay, so back That's to okay. Thing. I want to go back but to. Are I you a go product to person like this? Because you're yes, a digital he, product. Yes, he is a product. Yes, a product. I have no, a no, product. No, no, no. I was a product manager. No, no, I know, but digital product. You're doing <laughs> yes. digital. I'm saying Nas. That physical. I, physical? No, physical Consent. products. No. Yeah, so I'm saying I you, can, you can have you can have a physical product. You can say, look, I don't have to invent it. They already do it. I have the people that are right yeah. product people for that. I can be a partner. Think, you know, when you grow to a certain, when you're going to be old like me one day, you'll understand <laughs> that. It's good when you diversify without a lot of work or just you have because I've seen I've seen investors coming in right into Baxicham early stage and they had a bunch of companies and it's just a different life where you say I can find the winners. I'll bet on those winners. I'll put some money into it. I'll even put a little bit of my time and it just it's just so different than just doing everything by yourself sweating and fighting with. I lean over here over <laughs> stress. It's how do you different. make how do you make yourself into the best product? We sort of touched on it before. I want to go back to like some lessons to pull out from what you built. So when a video when you're a video maker, you realize that the only thing that matters is the product, which is the video file, the script, the shoot, the edit, and the sound, mm-hmm. the music, right? Because if the video is bad, if the product is bad, you need to go put marketing behind the video to get it views, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just no creator does that. So every single social media creator is product-led growth. Mm-hmm. It's not marketing. The product is the video. Mm-hmm. So we already know how to build good products. And if we know how to tell a good, make a good video, then we should be able to know how to make a good physical product or a good tech product or whatever. But we must be a product-led company. That's how we think about mm-hmm. it. So... Yeah, you're saying helps. content is king. You have to come up with the best content. But incredible. Like the but the content is not marketing. It's the product. No, no, no. no, no. The content is the marketing. Uh, it, but no, it's but the content product. is the product. The, is the, pro- the, the actual the, video. It's the actual is, video, yes. yeah. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But So I guess you will use different terms, right? Uh, we used to say content is king when you put anything out there. If you want to go viral on Reddit, you have to get the right content, right? Yes. So uh, it's okay. You can go. Where are you going? Going? We'll, we'll okay. see you in a second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw. I saw your face. A little bit different. I was like, "What happened? Did I say something?" <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. I drank too much. So, so what happened is when when you have the right content, you can go viral. Yeah. Right. So, so I, I guess we call it content. I used to call it content. You guys like to call it product, as it is a product. <laughs> so it makes sense. Sounds right. Okay. So then, it. when you when for a creator who's listening, you built a great product. Fine. You're getting. You're building a community. How did you product? Like, how do you make money outside of? How do I make money? How do you make money? Yeah. Monetization. Uh, well, I, you know, I just go from city to city and people pay for my flights. Such and a nice <laughs> thing. To <do. laughs> um, so ad revenue. But first of all, you're on Facebook. You were on Facebook. <laughs> on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah, Instagram, but I, no, TikTok. no, but you started. You started. Yeah, I started on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook was monetized day one or no? Yeah, uh, day six hundred. Day six hundred. Yeah. So from two seventy one to six hundred, nothing, nothing. Just like speaking engagements or stuff. Two years almost. Two years on brands and wow. speaking, and then it, and then monetization came. So how many members? How many followers did you have? By, by the time you by got 600, more. I had a roughly, uh, I had a million at 400, I had 2 million at 600. Okay. And that's when they started paying you and you started getting checks. Yeah, I was making 10K a month. 10K a month. How many followers? 2 million. 2 million. Okay. But then, you know, then, then it, it grows. Then you start making 100K, 150K. Uh, now we make roughly 500K a month or so from Nas Daily. 
400, 400, 500. On, it's on like Facebook? That. No, no, on everything. Everything, yeah. But, but ad revenue is 20% of what we do. Interesting. Then remaining 80% is uh, brands and governments and tourism boards and production mm. deals. So think of it like Vice and Virtue. Vice, the brand, the Vice, you know, media company, Vice. Yeah. Vice actually doesn't make money from the content. They monetize through Virtue, which is a studio production company within Vice. You saw the content, now let's make some for you. Mm. So this is what I do. Nas Daily, yeah, it's free, blah, 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 free, whatever. But you like it? Let me make some for you uh, on the corporate. Actually, we did a little bit with Boxy Charm, but yeah, that was three years ago. Yeah. So we were really bad. Wow, so it was I, a long time ago. I apologize, huh? yeah. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> I still I still cashed out. It's all good. Yeah, thank you for the support. <laughs> thank you for the support. He's incredible. Uh, <laughs> now I need to cash out. Yeah. Uh, so that's how, that's how we... Now, the technology arm doesn't makes money but it's not profitable. And that's for that we raise investor money. So we raised $23 million to build technology products. And what is, what is that technology product? Communities. We love to bring people together. You know, what you're doing here, we love to do it at scale. To bring people together on the internet is very hard. Mm-hmm. You need to use Zoom and Google Forms and, and mail. There's so much noise. And so yeah. much noise. Yeah. So Nas.io is the easiest way in the world to build a community. What, what what is it? Tell, tell me about it. So it's 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 a SaaS tool, software okay. as a service, where anybody can use it and build a community. Of you can host a mm. course. Oh, you built your you you can build your own community based on this. So you spin up the SaaS. Yeah, I exactly. saw it was like a monthly recurring something, yeah, and then exactly. you can okay, you have all these widgets for creators. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so we, we we're trying to we want to build enable people to build a deeper social network. So on TikTok you get the attention, but the top, bottom of the funnel is you need to build a community, and then we build the infrastructure for that. And how do you build a good community? Because now you have the software, so a creator wants to do this. Obviously, community is a huge buzzword. Yeah. People just think Telegram, Discord originally facebook page but yeah now. now we build so we build on top of telegram on top of whatsapp um how do you build a community like honestly it's kind of like asking how do you build a successful youtube channel you just need to be a good creator or you need to be a good community builder who is a good community builder well think about it the pastors the imams mm-hmm. you know the political leaders mm-hmm. the creators uh the mothers right the really mm-hmm. good community builders that's interesting those are the ones we built for. So, so community, I, I had to Google that when I wanted to build it for Boxy. It, it's a group of people with the same interest yes. in the same space, yes. activating together. Yes, exactly. So imam, uh, rabbis, all that, uh, politicians. Okay, we all have that particular interest. We're all gonna go to the church, mm-hmm. okay? And then we're gonna pray together. Yes. All right, that's, that's literally the, all those, this is the strategy, right? Because those are the tactics. Get them together, activate them together, but only those type of people that have the same interest. Correct. And so how do you do it on your SaaS? So the creator does it. We don't do, we okay. just give you the tools. So you want to run an event, we have an amazing software. Oh. You want to run a Zoom event, we have software. You, have, you want to host a course, we can help you to host a course. You want to accept payments, we have a payment gateway. You want to spin up a homepage, we spin up a homepage. So every tool you need is there. And it's just it's just like easier to do. Interesting. So we don't we're not operational in that sense. We want to scale infinitely, and so you just use the technology software. I want NAS to become a technology company. That's what I like. I was a software engineer before any of this crap. Yeah. And I want to go, go back to you want to go back stronger. Why than didn't ever? you just yeah. build it yourself? What's twenty three million? You're a software engineer. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I stopped what coding. Twenty three yeah. million uh, for. I mean, to develop well, that, you need twenty three million. We still have fifteen of these twenty three million. Okay. So we still have a lot of money. So you just want to make sure you raise enough. Yeah. To, okay. We also we also seventy people, bro. We're yeah. a lot of people. 
You have 70 people just for the tech side? Yeah, and then 40 for it. So we're 120 total. Amazing. Do you yeah. really need all those 70 people? <laughs> I know, you know, I, I'll tell you later why. I asked, because I you had know. the same problem probably at BoxyCharm. I will tell you later, but, but tell me first. I think I probably need. I, I saw that face. That, I need 50. Okay. Or 60. See, because uh, we, when, when I sold Boxy, I remember we needed more because we were understaffed. But when we came into an, a different organization that bought us, they had 140. We had like 20. And I told 20 what? 20, 20 engineers, right? And they had 140. And engineers. Said, engineers, because that doesn't include the, the database managers, that doesn't include the QAs. So just, wow. But then we had about 20. And uh, we were on Magento, so it, the platform itself didn't require that many. Uh, but if you wanted to move a little faster, in some cases, it would make a difference. It's kind of like pregnant woman in nine months. You can't really make it faster. There's no way. But if you, Very some other ways, uh, <laughs> other ways, other ways, it's not like that. You can actually speed it up, right? Uh, so in, in our case, we knew that we need a little bit more, but it wasn't critical. But then when we required the other company had 140. Wow. And I remember I asked the, the CEO, I said, why do you need 144? Now, in my case, I knew every project that was on. He said, ah, you know, we know because we need, there was not a clear answer, but because you're a software engineer, you know the code, mm. you understand what you need it for. So that's, that's, a, mm. that's a question like, are you feeling like you're getting, like I, I want to hire and I, I'm already, like the golden boy, I built something big. Yeah. And I, I kind of like can't say we need to stop hiring because in reality it would look as if we stopped growing and mm. it's a paradigm that stops you from Oh yeah, yeah, no. We stopped right hiring for the, for the last 3 months. We okay. definitely have stopped hiring. We actually reduced a little bit. So Interesting. We, I I I've stopped wanting to hire I've I've, I've re, you know there's this thing called uh, it's like a uh I forget what it's called, but in floating something like basically if you take one horse and you give it one carry-on, like mm -hmm. a horse carrying uh, a thing, oh, energy yeah. Power, yeah. the horse will give 100% of its energy to carry the yes. human. But if you put two horses to carry the mm. same thing, the horse now will put 70% of its yes. effort and the other horse will put 70%. If you put 10 horses, each one will put 20%. So 10 horses will be double as powerful as one horse. And the same applies to teams, right? So mm -hmm. 30 engineers doesn't mean they're three times faster than 10 engineers. They're more powerful. Yeah, or more powerful. They're probably 30% efficiency yeah. more. Because they offload. They yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's called the social loafing, social loafing effect. And okay. it's shocking. And that's why I was like, you know what? Let me maximize 100% of every person in the company, including me. And then when we double, we'll only grow up by 50%. So I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one more thing when you scale a business too fast, because eventually you'll see a lot of big companies scaling back and, it's big, and they have to restructure. And many times what happens is you have a scale scalability, you, you grew and you said, well, you know, when we were four people, we were so efficient. Now we're a thousand and it's nothing. At the and the rule was, um, so it's, it's the square root of your employees will do 50% of the work. Oh yeah. You told me that. Right. Yeah. And so the, the idea is that how, it doesn't matter how many employees you have, how do you get to be the unicorn that doesn't fall into that statistic? Mm -hmm. When you have a thousand people, you don't want 33 people to do 50% of your work. How do you make that to be as efficient as possible to everybody else? And the, the challenge is mostly the, the problem starts with the, the speed of hiring. Because those yeah. people that come in, they don't have the same virtues that, that the original people had because you embedded the virtue on, those pe on the original people. They've seen your mission, they've, they've worked alongside you, and you give them all that energy. You guys are there to get, it's like, boom, that's it. But the new ones, they barely get to see your face. 
Yeah. Right? So it's, it's a lot to do with the speed of hiring just because you wanted to achieve something really, really fast. And eventually there's a process to the madness. It needs to take its time. So my, my advice on this one wow. is to go and think about this when you hire. Because you're not you're only 70 people. Think about this. Eventually you're going to be much bigger. It can be 700. Just take that thought and say, how can I go and be with, with the right people, at least the managers that everyone's going to know me and how can I get the, the alphas to stay? Yeah, so build a strong culture. An, incre- an incredibly strong culture. Make sure that the team is part of that culture building process. Yeah. But then you also, I, I think there's also incentives. Like you can make sure that they have actual uh, equity in the business so yeah. that they are incentive. I mean, it's like, that is a traditional startup playbook. Yeah, we gave up 25% of the company. We gave it to, yeah. the, to, the, to the I team. mean, I, I also hear your point, but I think that, yet, so it's a good point. Look, I see we're going to disagree on something. Oh, nice. Um, it's only because when you're starting and you're trying to find incredible talent, especially people that are, like on board with your vision and your vision is wild and audacious and crazy and it should be um, always hiring and always firing is you have to be doing that. So I think that the issue is actually not always hiring. It's not firing fast yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah that's be- true. Because you, like, you always have to be hiring at a startup stage. You always yeah. have to have those job postings up. You always have to be talking. Your to job is to make sure you go to those levels more like the, the directors and above. Those are the more critical points, right? Because if you take, and uh, a, ma- a manager that is average, it's worse than useless. Yeah. Because you take a B player, a B player would always worry that the other Bs are going to take his job or not to mention the A's. So they'll always surrender, they'll always keep the Cs. They'll fire the Bs, they'll fire the, the A's. Those are the dangerous ones. Mm. So you, an, an A always hires an A because an A cares about the results. A B hires a C. So the, the idea is that you have to go and look at that level mm. and then you go back to the directors that don't perform and eventually they'll be masters of, of disguise. They will be masters, masters of disguise. Masters of disguise, wow. yeah. It's, it's very, very... I have not had good luck with leaders. Yes, that's, that's, that's a very critical... Man. Listen, because I'm, like, is, I'm looking is, at them like crazy. This is the problem that everyone that grows the business bootstrap like, like you and me had. Scaling the organization is the most... Po- hiring people properly takes a, a point that once you, it clicks, it clicks. You need the right hand man to be that rock star that helps you elevate everything. Your CEO has to be experienced to see a company from where it is today to where it was before. He had to work that road before. So he can hire underneath you. He can do all that. So you can focus on on developing your product, your vision, and everything else. They have to be good enough to do it. You can't be good at everything. That's when you have that person. I'm like, okay, that manager, not my favorite. I keep seeing the churn over there. That, you need that person that have seen things you haven't seen. Yeah. And that's uh, usually you want to hire from the top. That's like my little two cents from my You're experience. Right. Yeah. Can right. we can we take it back to um Yeah, can I go to the bathroom first? Yes, you totally okay. can. Okay, okay, you can answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If- uh, what do you mean? I don't know. It's not. It's not like a hard question. It's okay, not like the like, questions you throw at me. Let me read the question. These are How very are nice you? questions. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> favorite color. Thank you. Favorite color. <laughs> okay. When you when you are a creator, how do you start to make that first step? And and Nas can answer too. It's an interesting point because a lot of people are at this stage, early stage creator. Oh, this I can answer. Oh, where you? Something. Ooh, <laughs> you're breaking the set. Oh, I don't think they're gonna hear you now. Can you, Hello. Can you do the test? Can you hear me? Okay, good. So when you start to build out a team, so how do you go from creator to corporation? How do you take those oh. first steps? I mean, I think he's better to answer this than I am. Um, but I would say 
I mean, it's kind of what you said. You need a good yeah. COO. You need a good COO because you're good at content creation. So it depends on what type of corporation you want to become, right? Do you want to become a media house, essentially? Mm -hmm. Do you want to have a product? Do you want to, you know, build a BoxyCharm or an Ipsy? There's lots of different directions you, you can go. You want to be BoxyCharm. You don't want to trust me. Yeah, you want to be like a BoxyCharm? <laughs> <laughs> That's always a BoxyCharm or yeah. not IO, right? So you, you need a good COO and you need to hire people that, you don't need to hire necessarily other creators. You're already a good creator. You have the marketing arm built in. You don't need other marketing people. You are the best at marketing. So you need someone who can run operations and who can kind of help you build out your team. So uh, it depends on if you're doing the product route or if you're doing the media route or what route you're I'm curious because you sort of touched on this before, but we never actually went into it. So you were alluding to like the relationship between you working as an employee, which wasn't good, you weren't cool with that. So no. how did you build out your business? Like what, what sure. is the scope of what you do now? Because you never really clarified. I know he's built out all these different products and obviously as, you know, as a tech product and whatnot. So what do you actually do? do? Like how do yeah. I make money? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're very different. I'm more of like a lifestyle individual business. I'm like a normal person and he's, he went to Harvard. He wants to build something huge. He wants the legacy, all of these things. So for me, I make enough for myself. So what I do is I run retreats. So I run retreats like which is not really something scalable unless I hire a huge team. And I also do online courses, which I guess is scalable. You can come back, you can come back. And of course I make money like a normal creator, mm -hmm. right? I have brand deals, I have things like that. And then I do personal investments. So I run the retreats and I do my courses and I have my masterminds because for me, the most important thing is my community and knowing people's faces and having actual friends that I can grow and work with. So that's what I do. So I'm a good example for, you know, a normal person who wants to be a creator and wants to have a really nice lifestyle and make a really good income. I'm not a good template for someone who wants to build a huge company and have a hundred employees. No, but it's two very different templates, <laughs> two different types of lives, two different yeah. stress levels as well. And, and two different goals. And much lower stress levels. So when you, when you build something like what you've built, what's the, so what is like the, the cap on revenue you think you could actually achieve with what you do? What is a team that's required to actually run what you do? So a creator who doesn't want a 70 or 700 person company can look at you and be like, this is exactly what I want to replicate. So I think I made last year around 400 or 450. I can't remember exactly, but that was, you know, I could probably make I mean, up. Thank to, you for the transparency. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I could probably make more. I could probably make up to the low millions without changing a lot. Okay. And just like with a couple people. So my team has fluctuated between one full time to maybe four full time. I've never had more than five full time. That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah. I don't need it really big. Honestly, I could do everything I'm doing on my own. The team just helps make it easier and gives me more free time. So that's something I think is realistic for anyone who's willing to work super hard for a few years that you could make, you know, half a million a year up to a few million if you have a small team. Uh, if you wanted to grow beyond that, I think you'd need to either have a product that scales mm -hmm. or you need to be building kind of a larger team or looking for equity. So I see two different people, right? I see, I see one that kind of like has has a bigger ambition and another one that No, not bigger ambition, well, different I mean, ambition. No, I, I mean, mean, I think his, I think his ambition different. is partially mine, if that makes sense. Okay. So I might behave differently if we were not dating because, you know, we're kind of yeah. a unit, even though we're not, you know, married or engaged, as you mentioned, uh, but we are still a unit, right? Mm -hmm. So because I'm with him, I don't need to work as hard because I can still access his network without me needing to kill Getting myself as an individual, yes, right? Yeah. 
you would probably not be friends with me as Dear Aline. But mm. because I'm with Nasire, now I can be friends with you. I can be friends with you. You met Bill Gates two days ago. I got to meet Bill Gates. I got to meet Priyanka Chopra. And so once I meet a, these people. It's not a bad network. It's not it's a bad network. Awesome network yes. <laughs> as Dear Aline, you know, I have three, four million followers. I could still meet a lot of cool people. If we break up, I'm still good. I yeah. still, you know, had equity and sold the company before. I'm still fine. But I don't want or need to kill myself. I don't want or need the same legacy as him. If we broke up, I might behave differently. But his future is also, at this point, my future. What he does in politics or business, etc., is even if it's not equity-wise mine, like I feel partial ownership of it and I mm -hmm. get access to that network. How much, how, much, how much do you feel? Oh, you never heard Nas, this? How much do you feel, this how much do you feel like uh, your growth? Because you had kind of like a m really amazing growth. How much it comes down to the partnership you guys had? Uh, well, she's she's an important part of this. Thank you, sweetie. Um, yeah, there's a line that I that I can't remember, I cannot forget, which is, nothing great is done alone. Mm. Yes. And so that that's in, in terms of partnerships, in terms of a team, in terms of a family, in terms of everything. So so for sure, she's like, you know, she's been very, very supportive of everything. And, and she was just saying this morning how, um, what were you saying? It's like, I don't remember. It, I say a lot. You say, you say, say good morning. Say you are lucky I'm like the best girlfriend you could have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a really good, um, you know, Robin. I'm a really good, you know, mm. Batman and Robin. I'm a really good sidekick. I'm very supportive. I'm intelligent. I understand things, but I don't necessarily want to compete or take away from someone else. I'm okay if he's number one. I don't need to be number one. Right? I like the fact that both of you are successful in your own accord, in your own way, because I've seen couples where one had meteorical success and the other one was a very smart person everything was going for them but they had to stop to support and what you see on the other side is a is a miserable person at the end because mm -hmm. they have it was all about the partner that made it big and it was nothing about them and they just had to go and be in a sideline where they had a career that they gave up forever and it was a very miserable it's life it's tough but you guys yeah. have something very good going on have you seen the movie that the founder yes like the, the McDonald's founder, yes, exactly. Right? It's it's a great example. Yeah. The founder of McDonald's at some point had a huge success, and then he looked. He came back home, and his wife was just there with no independence of her own. And then he was like, "Why am I with you?" And then he dumped her, and then he went and found. So her. imagine if that wife was a doctor, but she dumped the, the doctor career, right? Yeah, and, 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 and then imagine that, right? So so I've seen those. Right? Yeah, she's a PhD, uh, a psychologist, whatever it is. She gave it all away for the husband for years, and then at the end they get divorced. He left, and it was. It was a very uh, interesting situation where we were sitting down, and I remember that it was all the, the men sitting over here, all the women were sitting over there, and the women was, I, I, was, I just started dating my ex uh, at the time, Patty, and Patty was telling me that all they did was talking bad about the guy, wow. and she had no idea that the lady next to her was his wife, <laughs> and she said, wait, so you're his wife, and I was like, yes, and then we all got together, the guys... and. And uh, but between us, the guys, the man, oh man, he's like, we blew up. Nobody thought, and look at this. Now we're sitting down, and then uh, one of the ladies asked one of his employees that was sitting with us. He said, "What do you think about? I don't want to say his name. What do you think about John?" And he said, oh, "I'll take a bullet for him." And then his wife was like, "Oh God, not <laughs> good." So wow. this is this is good because no matter what you see, all those struggles you have here and there, trust me. It's beautiful. You guys both are independent and you're successful in your own. Well, and you're making some really interesting points and I'm glad we're talking about this because part of my, you know, 
every individual is motivated differently. So part of my motivation for building Dearlene, I think you already know this, originally was he was growing so quickly. When we met, we were, you know, I would say on equal footing in most ways, right? Mm -hmm. um, and once he started growing, you know, I had a fear of this happening, right? It, multiple fears. One is, you know, sacrificing your life. I'm traveling the world as he's making Nas daily. It's not Nas and Aline daily. It's Nas daily. So I'm literally 24 fucking seven supporting him, right? And I'm working with him and I'm helping him and I'm traveling with him. I'm booking our flights. I'm helping with script. I'm doing the, you know, assistant role essentially. Yeah. And that was before Dearlene existed. So let's say I had continued in that vein. Let's say Dearlene didn't exist. First of all, it would be bad for my self-esteem, right? I know I'm intelligent, like you were saying, those women are very intelligent, but I had already seen this example too many times before. Yes. And I was like, I am not going to be the person who disappears into obscurity. And we were going to meet people and I was invisible. And I am mm. just as talented and intelligent yeah. as Messiah, of course. Much more prettier. In no. Hey. <laughs> you, <laughs> we already agreed. It's the Equally same. Beautiful. Equally I mean, beautiful. He's more intelligent in some ways. I'm more intelligent in some ways. We're not the same person. Yeah. But I have a lot of value to provide. Yeah. And people, I was just an invisible human there. Living wow. in the shadows is not fun. Not, it and creates, so that you think was it partially creates a lot of resentment? Between, when, when back a then, yeah. of course, I mean, of course it can create resentment. And I would judge people, by the way, based on their eye contact. If they only look at me and they don't look at Aline for even a split second, I would be very like yeah. nervous and angry and yeah. worried. It would pressure you, of course, because then it would yeah. be like, yeah. I mean, this is why I like you because your eye contact is the same yeah. as you. But I've known <laughs> you like, for long. It's okay. It's Mine okay. is better than yours if you didn't know I made that. eye contact <laughs> too. It, you see, I said he was beautiful and because I eat meat, he doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> we like you. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying? No, but I, I, I really love that you noticed that and you're talking about that and you're even acknowledging the women who, you know, have disappeared into obscurity because of their partners and end up that way. And we're not married. So like if everything ends, you know, I need something that I can again. have yeah. that's mine. Yeah. And Dearlene, I stopped growing Dearlene and some people are confused why. The real reason is once I hit around two, two three million followers, I already have what I need. I have my calling card. Look, mm -hmm. I am also valuable. I have something to say as well. Yeah. I matter. I don't need, he has 60 million. I don't need 60 million to have it's what I It's already unachievable need. at a certain point. Like, you know what? The algorithm change, it's not uh, 2000 that you can still scale. Like it's, after, after a while, it's already unachievable. And you're like, you know, I'm influential. Yeah. I, I, I definitely don't have to start from nothing. And I am me and people call me for me. So. But you've yeah. created a safety net for whatever happens. I've created essentially, I, I think of it almost as like a business card, right? You sold yeah, your company. Now you can say, I sold my company. I'm important. I can sit at the big kids table, yeah. right? So whatever, you know, you did sold all your companies. You, you have your calling cards. This is my calling card and my, my personality can, can bridge the gap between 3 million and, you know, much <laughs> 10 more. Million. I think 10 out, of, million. out of all the, and this is not like a, <laughs> obviously not discussing either of you because you're not actually married yet, but out of all the divorces that I've seen, the saddest ones are, again, when just because the, the average age of divorce, I'm saying usually the wife, usually the wife yeah. divorces, hasn't had a career, has been raising kids at home and now she finds herself later on in life, no retirement like options. Actually, you know, you know what? That's horrifying. I gotta say, Scott, I've seen uh, coming from the other side because I was in a woman's world. I was in the makeup world. I've seen influencers that are mostly uh, all women, pretty much like 95%, oh, yeah, yeah. right? Oh, and yeah. then they're going to be the one that make half a million, a million a year. And they're dating a person that maybe had a job here and there, but they're making 40, 50 a year. So now they're dropping their job <laughs> to be their assistants. 
That happens a lot. And that right. happens a lot. And what happened is it's, it, in a way, it's, it's an interesting dynamic now because it's new to the world. It wasn't available up until recently, right? Yeah. And it is really where you see that the women were the pens there in a the men's role. And the, it, it, is, it is interesting to see what yeah. happens. What happens after. in those dynamics? So what? there are a couple of things. First, uh, sometimes it starts from love, but then you see that in some cases, great supporting perfect you're my man and that goes on sometimes it doesn't go very well because the woman sometimes by nature they want the man to be the man and that's how they were raised and eventually they lose uh, attraction for the man and then the other side which is there are some examples where the men can t- t- technically turn into the gold diggers and they'll mm. say all right she's, she's loaded oh she is okay let me go to her and they go in and they know what to tell them and they know exactly what to do. And now the girl feels uncomfortable that she makes the money. So what they'll do is they'll say, I'm, I'm going to buy us a little uh, excursion over there. And they're just dumping money. And they can poison the men's mind. And they would say, oh, shit, I don't have to work. I don't have to do anything. Mm. But, it doesn't, would but it doesn't hide, matter if it's a, a man or a woman who no, makes I'm just less money. The point is, is the as point a is human it being, you should build something you're proud of and yeah, live a life sure. that you're proud of. But it is an interesting dynamic because there's almost zero, I would say, in fact, zero relationships that are 50-50, right? At... at it's impossible. It's impossible. It's not a mathematical equation. You can't have a 50-50 relationship, right? Yeah, so hard. somebody is going to be sacrificing helping. in some yeah. way or helping, whether it's back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes one person works while the other goes to school and then they switch roles. So I think it's very interesting if with having the women. If you have independent people that have their it's thing happening going. More, now I'm if thinking have, of some like big YouTubers and I know, yeah. they're, I know they're husbands and, and their husbands are now basically editing their videos and helping or managers, them. Or yeah. managers. Yeah. It's very common. It's very common. But, but, but what then do, the what question do you do, becomes though? what happens when that relationship breaks off. Yeah. Right? If, if I, it, I think, I think for me, off. the reason <laughs> why... <laughs> positive, positive. <laughs> if. Yeah. On, the, on, the, on the odd occasion... If they live in Miami, it's when. <laughs> when I, feel, I feel like the, the takeaway from this is to say, look, uh, the, the partner, or man or woman, whoever makes it, needs to inspire the other person. Yeah, and they also have correct. to ask themselves, right, if I go to, say, Poppy Steak every week, and I drop a thousand bucks with my friends going he out. He does that. I know. Right? I see he, your he, story. He, oh no, I don't. I don't he, do he, it. Uh, he that did much. that with you. Did that with me. Well, you listen, dropped a lot of money that I, night. I'm giving. If he had, if they had a loyalty card, he'd second. have all the. Wow. So no, no, no. So ideally, ideally, is that if, if you're if you're say a female blogger that likes to go in LA to Bo, uh, to Boa every every week and you like to spend and you meet a person that you know cannot spend that type of money and uh, twice a year you're going to Mykonos or somewhere and you know that that person can spend. You ask yourself, okay, if I enter this relationship, there's two things that's going to happen. Either he's going to pay or I'm going to pay for him. The third thing is he's not coming with me at all, which is not a relationship. So am I willing to go and pay? You're not technically a gold digger by saying I'm not willing to pay for you. Let me find someone who spent like me. Now, that is my belief. Because if that happens, you're going to have a dilemma. Now that person wouldn't keep up. It's nice to... Now... You tell me, well, if he's a student, he's about to graduate from med school, he's broke, you know, that just fine. I, I don't I don't say everything is equal. Right. But in general, if if you don't see that path, sometimes it's nice if they grow together. And then like what happened with you guys, you say, I'm going to have to grow. It, it pushed you to grow. And that is odd. Right. You you push yourself to grow with your partner and that yeah. partner has to support you to grow. Not say, hey, hold the camera for me. Quit your job. That is not what the partner should do. So long. How about you go and you do your own thing? Try. 
Or, or it's let's incorporate. Let's go 50-50 on the corporation. You're an equity owner in my business. Why? Yeah. Why, Why would not? I give you 50%? Because they're doing half the work. No. If I'm doing the I editing, disagree. if I'm writing the, the side of it, I disagree. No. Why would you go and give half the work? I don't need you. I can I'm hire a, a person. Writer. I can find more talent I find and I can go create their program. Uh, here's my, my challenge. That is tradable for a very uh, small salary. If she's already making half a million dollars, she can find someone for 4,000 a month to edit her video, she doesn't need him. But he should still be on the cap table. Why does it, no, why? No, he doesn't. Why, do, why does he have to give her, why does she have to give then him Then why would he quit his job? Well, listen, I'm not he saying he needs to quit his job. I'm saying, I'm saying it's a negotiating I was, point. I was saying if he, if he quits his job, it's a different story. But if he yeah. doesn't, if she, t- if she tells him quit his job, that's your fault. Why did you tell him to quit his job? But you, what you should say is try to find your own way. Because for 50 grand, it's not gonna work. Not for me. Yeah, this is why I'm against having co-founders. I, I tried co-founders for five years when, before Nas Daily, and I wanted to build a business with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, you take 50, I'll take 50, let's just please build a startup. I tried six co-founders, it just never worked. And I had to go solo to try to build this thing, right? Why didn't and it work? It's just, they never put the same effort that I did. They never wanted to. Even if they were you know, to put the time, Mm-hmm. But in, in retrospect, editing is a tradable job for, for very cheap labor. Why what would if, they what if that person 50%? doesn't have money? If what that if they're person, an early stage creator? Who the hell, well, no, no. If, if she, I'm talking about the ones that make already half a million a year. I, I go to those that got to that point. If we're both starting nothing, we, we have nothing, we have no followers, we have no money, different story. But I'm talking about the ones that make half a million to a million a year. Why does she have to give them half? Because if There's he's no way. not half, not half. That's called what marriage. He could, what he could do, well, yeah, if they're married, but what if they're just dating? What if they're just dating and they're not married yet? Okay. I would trade, I would trade the salary for equity points in the business because I'm invested that in long-term success. Very, that would be a tactical error on her side to give any equity for a labor that, in that type. She can because hire never a secretary, get that level she can of hire, no, she can hire a secretary. Yes, you can. I would argue it's, I mean, I'm not really taking sides here, but I would argue she's it's stuck not with him forever. the same. She, they're not even married. They're, she's stuck with him forever now and he's partly owner. I've seen yeah. the other side. Yep. I, have, I have friends this that a, have had the other side. They have, oh, my, my boyfriend wasn't doing anything. I gave him equity. He was supposed to manage stuff. It was nasty and it was ugly and it was stealing from him, but now she's stuck with him and they're in court and he's basically leaning stuff on the business. Why? This is nothing. This, it needs to, you need to be instrumental to bring in a person as a partner. Either they put money in or they gave you something that you wouldn't have without them. And it's not going to be editing or, or scheduling your appointments. That's my, my two. I love the fact that you guys disagree. I just well, think I mean, it depends on, I mean, I've seen. Did you give half your business to your girlfriend? No, I had I had investors. What do you, I, like, what do you mean? Like no, your four, four year girlfriend? Oh no, no, my podcast. Why don't you give no. half the podcast to your girlfriend? She doesn't do anything for it. Interesting. Candidly, what actually, you? his girlfriend is very successful. She has like millions of followers. She has she's, her own business. She's a yeah. very very successful. Yeah, he's speaking, but, but she doesn't need successful. half your business. What does she do? What is her followers for? So she built a huge Instagram following, and then it's a lot based of based on what uh, memes. Uh-huh. So I'm she's the account. co-founder of My Therapist Says. <gasps> yeah. yeah, you know her. <laughs> yeah, a yes. lot of people know her. My therapist. I think I've seen her content. Yes, the medieval art. I love. Yeah, I will marry her. She's super chill. She's like, she's like incredible. <laughs> I will engage to her before you engage to her. <laughs> <laughs> You'll meet her. She'll come she for dinner tonight. Yay, Six months. You see, that's but, good. <laughs> so she there built that go. herself. So she builds that and she yeah. runs that and it's just like she sells ad space to huge so corporations. And then I built my show on and just on my own. And I, I that's the best relationship. I mean, that works really well for us. Yeah. And look, for me in my life, I have one rule. I do not want to babysit people. 
Right, I do not want to babysit my team. What I want my kids because today, if you don't mind, I want to go out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he I was wants, coming with. He wants children, but he doesn't want to take care of them. Well, I only babysit my kids, but I'm not babysitting a girlfriend or a wife, right? Which means a wife has to be independently on her own two feet without me, yeah. right? That's it. So It's funny how you said before that 50-50 doesn't work because I don't know who's actually more successful. Like It's like almost like we're like bouncing back and forth as to who's making more money in a year. That's great. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I I love it. This is yeah. this is actually also another good example where where two power couples, and I've seen this too, right? I've seen car power couples that are doing things together, building stuff together, and then it's it's a very good power dynamic between the. It two. works actually very well. Yes. Yeah, like we're super super happy. In all seriousness. Wow. Yeah. No, yeah. there's no stress. There's no stress about like. There's no stress about, obviously, no stress about money, but I mean, there's no stress about like, oh, like, what are you doing? Like, are you going to put your career on hold? Like, we've completely built our own units, built our businesses separately, hired our own teams. Like, and they support each other every time we, we support post each something, other. Yeah. She posts this on, on my Facebook. Yeah, so they're, they're definitely working. I think that's an important key is that they are supporting each other. And that's probably why you're both able to continue growing. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, I'm not helping you. I'm not helping you. This no, it's is never your not problem. helping. This is your problem. So we build, we build our things yeah. and we always support, but we're building our things on our own. Oh, wow. Works. I love it. I'm so excited for dinner now. Yeah. <laughs> She's way cooler than I am. So. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> guys, that was amazing. I'm so glad you guys came over. That's two hours. That's two hours? How long have you been? I don't know. Probably even no more. Idea. No, I don't think it's been two hours. No, I think it's been. 90 minutes. It's 521. Listen, it's almost, two, it's almost exactly two hours. Yeah, mm. my, my biological clock is... Wow, you're like t attuned I mean, to the two-hour mark. I wanted mark. to tell you, like, this is the thing. Like, we're obviously going to keep talking after after the show, but um, we open up a lot of cool stuff. That was good. Yeah. Nothing cancelable, I feel you know like. Why? You know why? I'm yeah. so happy. <laughs> I'm really happy you came on because you brought a different dynamic that we never get into. We never yes. talk about relationships. We never talk about literally anything outside of business. Wow. Well, thanks for having me. Because I think there's, yeah. like, less women in business and I always don't listen. I love, I'm interested in business, but I usually don't listen to business podcasts for mm. two reasons. Two reasons. One, there's very few women and it's always the same women over and over, which I love mm. them, but it's always like Sarah You Blakely. heard it already, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I already know the story. It's always, you know, girl boss, Sofia Amoroso and these people. And then I also think like, it's nice to hear, even if I am less successful than everybody here, I think as a female listening or even as men listening, it's important to hear like, the female perspective, and so I'm. Thank you for. And you know, there me. are so many successful women. When you look at the, I mean, again, the beauty industry. <laughs> I mean, you can bring stories when you bring women who sold their companies. They smoke some men out there. I mean, they. they you look at Anastasia Beverly Hills. What she. Oh yeah, she's about. amazing. Yeah. Three, she sold her business. She was making. She was grossing 200 million a year to her pocket. She sold it at a three billion dollar valuation to TPG. Took. She only sold a third. She took a billion, and then the industry. <laughs> went down fall off a cliff i mean talking about momentum talking about everything it's like so people give me all the credit for selling for 500 like the, you haven't seen anastasia yeah she built a platform of her own she had 20, uh, 20 million followers on on instagram where it and from really nothing and from she's nothing. from nothing yeah absolutely i mean she came in uh, escaping chochesco over there and then building an empire over here from eyebrows and eyebrows I've were seen, not even popular it before wasn't. she made it popular i've seen her in in a makeup event yeah. For seven hours on her feet doing eyebrows. The line to get to her was hours and she was all day just doing eyebrows to every person that wanted to buy the product. Yes, yeah. this is this is some kind I of I can't say something controversial, but I'm going not to. What eyebrows? What do you have against eyebrows? What do you I'm have against eyebrows? I'm fucking tired. 
no offense, but aren't we all tired of just beauty products? Mm. Why does every successful female founder either make a product that makes women less skinny or make women hide their 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 acne or, I, I or their skin? I think that's really controversial. It's pretty. It's, but it's just like a lot of we, we need more women that build things that have nothing to do with beauty. Well, well, I don't think, yeah, and, and I don't think you're blaming women I just women came from that, that industry, I'm not, so yeah, I know, that was just, my... I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, no, so now we have, men, now we have men who are building yeah. things. Yeah, I know, that, I also need <laughs> men that are not in the beauty industry making money from women, so... Yeah. But I also think the beauty industry should be a little bit less big, no? Well, the beauty it's industry is shrinking. Shrink. I mean, that's definitely a I shrinking think it category. Shrink. It it It's been shrinking, but it's not going to go... Because it was very, overly... Uh, it was okay. driven industry. So it about was, it. Let me shrink. cover my face with chemicals just so a man can look at me even, and be happy. I wouldn't even say it's vanity driven because I think the vanity is like a symptom of something else, which is that that's... It's almost like that's how women feel they what they need to do to almost just survive like in this world. Of course, there's people who do makeup for fun and for, you so know. So there's a social construct as to what you should look like. Yeah, driven by yeah. men. We should yeah. stop expecting women to put makeup. That's why I don't want to say anything because talking don't want to say anything that's going to cancel you. But none of this I, is cancelable. <laughs> this is actually a really good. Uh, uh, you, you'll, you'll hear we need people, two more hours for this yeah, conversation. Yeah, you, you'll, you'll hear some people getting very angry over it. Where of, you say of saying for, that. You, well, where you say that they're doing it for men, that's when it's going to cause a lot of work. Now we're doing it for ourselves. You that's why you have good. to look at the individual. Why do you go to the gym? They'll, they'll argue, right? I mean, in a way, it, everyone does it differently. Yeah. Maybe they still do it for men, but they're consciously saying it's not. Maybe they Listen, are not. I know less about men. this than me, so I'm not going to say anything. I don't even <laughs> yeah. know. Please hold your silence. What do you think, Aline? Maybe you can speak about this. I mean, I think this is a nuanced conversation that requires a lot more time, but I would say there's... At anything we talk about, there is going to be a demographic. So is there a demographic of women who wears makeup because they feel that they have to because of societal pressure? Absolutely. Is there a vertical of women who loves wearing makeup and would wear it if they lived on a desert island alone because they enjoy the artistry of it? Yes. Mm -hmm. But I do think something I'm interested in learning more about is, you know, anything that only women do and men don't do. I'm curious as to why, no, right? I, if it I, is just an art thing, you know, men are artists. Why are, you know, are men not men putting makeup, makeup on themselves? No, no, I don't think so. I saw Men I are wearing makeup more now, but yeah. of course, I mean, straight men are wearing very little makeup compared to women. They're they're doing like the eyeliner now these days. Yeah, like it's, the it's cold. A, you know, I think well, I know, I know, like I know, I know why, I know why I'll tell you too. why men, I'll tell you why men don't, Nail polish. Straight, yeah. men, straight men don't, don't do makeup, I think, because we're different than women. You see, women, when they feel that that's going to make me look better, uh, I'm going to put it on. I don't but care But that's about that's because women's social women. currency is their Yes, I exactly. Had really men, men cannot do... If I'm going to go and tell you, listen, you have that thing over here, you know, but let's just say you have something. I was like, Take that corrector. <laughs> I'm not trying to make you feel insecure, but look look what happened to you. You felt that insecurity, right? If, if, you go to a, if you go to a man and say, put that corrector, he's never going to put it because he's going to go to us and we're going to make fun of him. It's 100% going to happen, but, right? Women yeah. are not going to make fun of you. For, where did you get that corrector? And you're going to tell them and you're going to go and buy it again because they think different there was that uh, analogy when you when w how women think different than men and uh, a friend of mine which was my cto later on he used to have a dating site and he explained to me where when you think about men and women you said well you go to a club you see a line of people going into the club a man is going to think about different things than women a man is going to go and look at all the women what what does it look what do they look like a woman is going to think let me look at the women who's my competition 
Women are more evolved in that way. And men, men is just so backward. They don't assess their competition when they're going to see other. But that's that is because how women historically, are going to can I ask a question? Though, women depend on men historically. I so, want to understand yeah. just one more point before. And then oh, yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. add this to the conversation. So I have two really good gay friends and they always put on makeup before they go out. And those, I asked them, like, yeah. why do you do it? Because I actually saw them put it on and I was like, you look the exact same. And it was an argument. Like, they were, like, we were laughing about it, but it was like, well, you know, I used to have acne and then I started putting it on and now it's become a routine. So why, why is it that gay so, men are okay with putting on makeup? What is the thing that I was mean, ingrained gay men in their head? Tra traditionally and historically are treated as women. So when you talk, like when you look at gender violence, it's also much higher against gay men because straight men see gay men as almost women, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, there's there's gonna be debate around this, but a gay man, generally, that's, you know, is, is treated in the category of women. Yeah, so I've, that's I've seen why. a friend of mine dyeing his hair one time. It was, I think, 55, and he dyed his white hair. Me and my guys were in a warehouse. Oh, man, we're making fun of him. It yeah. was funny. I mean, and he didn't do it again. He never, he's like, hey, my stupid wife telling me to do She's like, yeah. Because a wife wouldn't think someone's going to make fun of him about that. Right? No, you're just a horrible person. I know, I am, I am. But that's why my ex left me. But it was, it was literally, it was like a gay man. You're not going to make fun of him for that. Absolutely not. So it's, it's just a different social experience. But women are just, my opinion, just more evolved because they understand they're in the competition with women for the men men doesn't, they don't see it the same way. I mean, I think this is, I mean, there's so many like conversations we could go into for like hours yeah. on these, but I think that's also very interesting is because historically men are the providers. Men are the ones with acts. Men can vote. Women couldn't vote. Mm -hmm. Men can have a bank account. Women couldn't have a bank account. In the U.S., my mom couldn't have a bank account. Only men could have bank accounts and open accounts historically in the U.S., right? So women had to compete because they did not have another option. Mm -hmm. So beauty or youth or, you know, family money were the only things that could allow them to survive. Like women couldn't even have most high paying jobs historically. So now for the first time in history in certain, you know, countries and in and, and certain economies, women are able to have, like you're saying, these female makeup yeah. artists, these female company owners to have economic and financial power. So, I mean, it would be interesting to see if in a thousand years or something, if the tables finally turn and women actually have equal financial power, right? It will take a gajillion like, yeah. generations before yeah. that'll happen, right? Um, if women will still feel the need to compete with each other, I think even now women are competing less because we don't need to as much. I mean, much. in a way, it's it's some just my my opinion. I feel like if some, if a woman is smart and we have chemistry, I don't care if she has money or not. Well, I you feel don't. Like women, you women have money. Will care, but then a woman <laughs> yeah. will care still because uh, she doesn't have money. Well, no, I feel it, because she wants. To, uh, I feel that if women are successful, they still want to hang with a successful person in a way. But maybe I'm wrong. I just mm -hmm. think that a man would never really care if she has money. At least I don't, I don't see it. But yeah. what do I know? It's just my opinion. But you have to... It's, it's, it's Actually, I'm different. I would care. You would care I if want, she has money? Does, I, want, I, I had way more money than him when we met. The biggest attractive thing about her was not her face. It was her bank account. Really? Yeah, I'm super attracted to women that have uh, freedom. Interesting. I love that. No, freedom is different. Financial freedom. Freedom, freedom is different. I, I want an independent it, person because that's different. But do you think that but it, not, uh, it, not it's, just it's show me that you're a, a multimillionaire yeah, yeah. versus just good? Like that's. But well, do you yeah. think it's tied to a certain personality? I mean, me? 
I'm asking like, yeah, 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 you it think is. That, that success is tied to a personality that you find attractive. Is it the personality that is the end result or the, is money the result of a certain personality? No, you know, there was, there was this uh, social experiment in which people assigned a number to people. Like there was 10 people and everybody got a random number from one to 10 and they don't, you don't know your number, mm -hmm. but you have to go and find a mate. You have to pair with somebody. And then you, what you notice is traditionally what happened is anybody that had the number 10 on their forehead basically became a pair with another 10. Mm. And anybody has a number one, came up here with them. but they didn't know each other's numbers. Oh wow! That's the crazy thing. It's like, well, how did we end up ten and a ten together? Well, it was somebody with a forehead ten going around looking for people, and then when I see somebody that's a one, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to pair with you, right? I want to get the highest, the highest thing. Mm. And so I immediately I found a ten and I catch them. But I wanted a 10 and the 10 wanted a 10. Mm -hmm. uh, so all the good ones connected first. Yeah. Uh, interesting. So the high value humans, quote unquote, mm -hmm. pair. That's why you see models dating each other. Like, so stars date each other. So for me, I'm like, okay, I, I want a 10. And then I want to be perceived as a 10. Because if I'm perceived as a 10 in society, I will attract a 10. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the 10 in, in the... In, in some, for some people wouldn't be necessarily the bank account. It would be more symmetrical face features or height well, or stuff for, like that. But right? that's a temporary 10. Give it 20 years and then that, these are gone. Yeah. So if you're- But then if, don't, they, don't they say that the reason is that uh, subconsciously your brain is more attracted because you want to reproduce Better, so it's like not the bank account. There's some, reduce, there's right? some biological psychology. Yeah, there's sure. biological psychology. That's very psychology. temporary because yeah. then that's not going to maintain a marriage. Of course or a not. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've met very, very attractive women in my life, and the minute we had a two-second conversation, yeah, you're like, I was I'm done. No immediately way. bored. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't even become sexual. Yeah, it's like all sexual attraction is dead. Yeah, so I agree I with that. So I think intellectual attraction and... But how pretty were they? Just a number? <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of one to 10. <laughs> no, I feel the so exact same way. So you're not going to be mad if I give it. <laughs> like somebody who's like, like sharp and witty and, and can compete with you intellectually, that's the most attractive, always. I mean, that's even what you reference with, with Patty. Yeah. You reference her as like pushing you and the reason why you were such a good pair was because she yeah. challenged you and no, she the was lens amazing. at which you look through life. Like that's, she, I remember, I remember what... Uh, we would have stuff in a box and she was uh, one thing I, I can't work with very long or yes people where I need people to actually tell me the truth don't worry about me because I'm not going to judge you but Patty was my wife and uh, she was telling me I don't like your box this month your competition box uh, Fun was better I was like why was that amazing like no because I want to see um, <laughs> yeah. vitamin C serum Ooh, yeah, what the I fuck is that? that? So like, I, I go in and I, so then you go and it's like, fuck, she was right. So all those little things that, that makes you better. And then, um, and she was saying it. I remember that uh, we had a, a person that was managing uh, merchandising at the time. And if it wasn't her choice, she would always kill it. And th those are the ones that you got to be watching out for, right? Not the one that open-minded. So we had to let that person go. And then we started plugging in all the stuff that Patty would tell me, sometimes everything started growing and we would scale very fast. So there was a lot of that part where you got so much respect to the person's opinion because of value. And don't get me wrong, I was arguing with her at first. I wasn't thinking it's gonna work, but it wasn't an argument over ego. It was over substance that I thought I have. And when I saw that she won the argument, I was glad that that was, that was going over there. So that, that is very attractive, absolutely attractive, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I love you guys, and uh, I said before. Thank you for having us. No, I mean I I remember in Clubhouse when I open. I mean, 
certain point, I, I didn't. It, it doesn't make sense that you were all on Clubhouse. Y'all talk a lot. No, we. <laughs> How dare you? We're talking. We're talking on Clubhouse, and they were talking over there, and I said something. The world need more of you guys. You guys are doing an amazing job, and I can't wait to see the future. What's coming for you guys? Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so Thank much, you guys. For coming. Thank you. For I appreciate having it. Really enjoyed the conversation. Us. Thank you. Dude. Do we do we handshake? We yeah, are handshaking for those in the audio. No more COVID issues. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it. Each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works. One data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash Clary. That's netsuite.com slash Clary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate 
on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text 
success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay.